They returned with knowledge. Maybe the city would show her what to do about her people and about her own heart. Or, or maybe Nakomi will just show up and tell her. What's up, Internet? My name's Nerdy. And I'm Clara. And this is The Nerdy. The Wordy. The Book Club. A book club podcast that was recently ranked in the top 88 podcasts by Feedspot.com. Let's go. Thank you so much to Feedspot for featuring us in your listicle. We appreciate it. We love some listicles. Um, yeah, we also have to thank Blue right at the top of the show. Before before there was even two messages in the chat this morning. I got that at, like in the middle of the night, that mm. notification, because I got a gift. <laughs> Blue, you're a mad lad. Thank you for 10 nerdy nightly memberships. Let's go. Welcome uh, to the nerd table, Yanargs and MXM. Uh, welcome to the nerd table. D- d- Welcome to the nerd. Oh no, MXM joined themselves. That was yeah. not a blue gift. So MXM, thank you so much for joining. Appreciate it. Uh, I hope that you got to listen or watch or whatever you do with those audiobook reactions we did this week. Mm-hmm. Four audiobook reactions this week. Hell yeah! Crazy. Much listening. Much listening. I'm a very good listener. No. I am. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. I'm like good at listening in conversation. You know, like I I feel like I make people feel like I am paying attention to them. You know. Yes. Yeah. I feel like that is a strength of mine. You know what? You're right. Thank you. I that is a strength it. of yours. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I care what people have to say, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's only listening the rest of the time that's a struggle. Yeah, yeah. If I'm doing something or distracted and you start talking to me, like, you got to give me at least 30 seconds, like, notice. You know what I mean? But, but what's funny My is... My brain is already so loud. What's funny is that you're like that, and yet you still yell for me in the house uh-huh. as if I am always listening which you are never you know i always have like a podcast or something going on when i'm in the house yeah but it still works you're like did you call me and i'm like yeah see yeah positive affirmations yeah i just i yeah yeah (laughs) what's up book club uh it is an hour early this week good morning um yeah it is an hour early this week yeah because we got a flight to catch yeah we're going to los angeles for anime expo hell yeah terrible decision just, just god awful decision yeah. by the two of us. How dare? Um, How dare we? Want to say happy birthday to uh, Corinne? Corinne, happy Corinne. birthday! Yeah. Thank you for being here. Happy birthday! I hope you have a wonderful B day. Hell yeah! 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, I'll get the last one. Jesus Christ! Uh. Blige Monkey in the chat says, uh, I show up and Nerdy got the Amos cut. I feel like it's more the Miller cut. I feel like we kind of did the, like, Miller expanse. Yeah, I mean, Miller's definitely way longer on the top, but you've got the curl that Miller has. So, actually, I'll like, there. that's that's a cut. Like, you, you get that hat that you could you would pull off. Y'all, it's going to be hot. a little more close all the way all the way around. Yeah, it's going to be hot in L.A., y'all. So, I wanted a little bit of a... Yeah. You know, a little less hair on the sides. Yeah. A little less heat. It's only going to be 30 degrees. Yeah, I'm like a yeah. puppy that you have to groom in the summer. <laughs> you, yeah, the amount of hair that you have that yeah. was like falling off when I was shaving it, I was like, I, wow, like, I wish I had that much hair. It's I, just I so fake thick. it. I fake it. Yeah. I take my hair out of its contraption like 60 <laughs> seconds before the show. <laughs> And then it deflates throughout the day. I love this that, is a lie. I love that contraption makes me feel like every morning you wake up and Jigsaw's on the TV and he's like, 
Hello, Clarouche. Would you like to play a game? God damn it. You're like, why is there so many things in my hair? No, I, I put them there. It's fine. All right. We don't have time for a six-hour book club, so we got to get into it. Clarouche, <laughs> is there any housekeeping? Uh, well, Arzu just gave it to five memberships, so... Thank you, Arzu. Thank you, Arzu. I appreciate that. Good morning. You're the best. Yeah, yeah, and we appreciate everyone who commissioned uh, audiobook reactions. Um, Arzu, obviously, is included in that, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, we had a lot of fun. And thank you to Arzu for um, kind for of organizing, organizing all of that for us because it you. got it got confusing. Thank you. Yes. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, Close. What did you think of the reading this week? We read the Towers of Midnight. We did chapters thirty-four through forty-five. Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, the guys' book is a banger. I don't it's know. A banger book. Like, I just, yeah. I'm just happy. Like, I don't really have. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm having a good time. Uh, I really loved the Perrin stuff this week. It's a lot of... We're going to be talking about Perrin a lot this week. Perrin yeah. goes through a, a number of adventures. Yeah, the Perrin stuff has been really, really on point. And, like, you know, like, I haven't really enjoyed reading his stuff for a while. Yeah. Even when I thought that there were, like, good parts to it, like, I was never really, like, excited for Perrin stuff. But this this was cool. This yeah. Was, like, the whole, the whole arc of it was really, really cool. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. I think the Perrin arc is great. I mm-hmm. think the... Um, Elaine, getting back to some Elaine stuff was interesting and fun. Yes. And uh, we saw two boys get back together for the first time since, like, book three, I think. I don't think Perrin mm. and Matt have seen each other since. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, because Shadow. Oh, no, since Kyrene. No, it would have been later than that. Really? Because I, 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 like, because Perrin went back to the two rivers, right? For book four. So I think it might be sometime in book four or like book three. But Perrin and Matt saw each other in Kyrian after Rand beat the Shido, right? After he beat the Shido? I thought it was book three as well, but I think it's actually, I think it's further back than that. Yeah, no, it's been, it's been a book four. Yeah. Oh, the beginning of book four. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's been a fucking Crazy. hot second, which it that probably, moment was great. It probably doesn't feel like it to them because every time they hear each other's names, they see one they another. They see one another. Yeah, so yeah. they're like, dude, I saw I see you like twelve times a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you look the fucking same in my head. Like uh, I also love uh, the in that moment parent being like, I'm so glad the color thing didn't happen because it'd be really weird to look at him look while I'm here. Yeah. No, I'm Appreciate that um, creator pattern wheel, whatever you want to call it. Nakomi. <laughs> um, Basically. Let's uh, let's just dive into it. There's so much to talk about this week. We don't have all the time in the world. And I uh, I want to talk about all the lovely, lovely parent stuff and yeah. get to his very sexual hammer chapter. Uh, if you didn't see our reaction to the hammer chapter, I am a child and I apologize to the community. I should not have behaved the way that I behaved in that oh, reaction. Please. Oh, please. Fuck me, was I having fun. No one is surprised. <laughs> Chapter 34 of the Towers of Midnight. Judgment. Uh, we're, uh, we catch up at the beginning with Perrin, and he's headed to trial. Uh-huh. You know, he's uh-huh. out to prove that he's not a murderer. He's just an illegal killer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we had a fun chat about that, didn't we? Yeah, uh, and uh, we just, we get this, like, sense that Perrin is, he's, he's you know, he's just trying to figure out where this trap is coming from. He knows that he's near a bear trap. Yeah. And he just doesn't know where when he's going to step in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and we get the first kind of time where he's like, if I hadn't fought the White Cloaks, or if I had fought the White Cloaks, it would have come already, so it's got to be close by. Yeah. 
Uh, how did you feel the like foreshadowing of the trap that the White Cloaks eventually fall into was handled in these chapters? Um, I mean, I, I think it was like a little obvious. Like, I, I was never like was never like confused about what was going on or like is Perrin gonna attack them? Like, there was mm-hmm. obviously like a trap that was being smelled and like. Graindall's like, I'm gonna go kill Perrin, you know what I mean? And, like, we saw that meeting with Morden. you can use my, like, my tool, which is Slayer, and mm-hmm. the, the Dream Spike, or whatever it is, and so, like, I, 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 I and I don't mean obvious in a bad way, like, I, like, sometimes people take that as a negative, where everything has to be a mystery, or a bait and switch, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I think that the setup was, like, very clear, and the payoff was great for it, um... Um, I I understand what you're saying by obvious. I like the way that we build up to that fight just because I feel like we get a lot of parents' reasoning. Yeah. And it says a lot about his, like, the reasons why he believes this to be true Mm -hmm. are really about what he is good at, what his intelligences are, what he knows from growing up in the two rivers, right? Like, we get this sort of, like, tapestry of ideas from him mm-hmm. that culminate in showing off how smart Perrin is mm-hmm. and why he's a good leader. And so, yeah, yeah I, I didn't feel like it was a mystery. I, I didn't think the book was going for that. But instead, yeah. I felt like the book was going for, uh, let's show why Perrin deserves a position that he's in yeah. through actions that are successful for like the reasons of his character growth have led him to be good at this. Yeah, And I, I thought that that was really valuable. And I, I really like the arc that he goes on throughout um, particularly this week of reading in terms of getting him to the point where he accepts leadership. Yeah. And and I think that part of the reason why he accepts that leadership is this mom, these moments where he's realizing that he's a, he's actually pretty good at this. Yeah. And these people follow him for a reason. And, and part of that reason is that he is the guy who's going to take care of them. Yeah. He knows his own heart and he knows that it is good, right? And and they know it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I, like people, like... When people have someone to look up to and to follow who, like, they trust to make the right decisions, mm-hmm. it's so much easier than, like, yeah, I'm, like, part of an army or a group or an organization, but, like, the boss guy, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know about him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier to be, like, yeah, I I work for great people. Mm-hmm. I, help, I help good people do good things. Um, and so the whole, like, the whole parent, like, cheating thing, I, I think was, like, kind of very strange considering later on they're like well if you really asked the two rivers people they they didn't really think anything happened and i'm like i think it i think it's more about like the discomfort of a situation that you're not fully that that where you feel like people aren't being honest with you Mm -hmm. right like i feel like the two rivers people are following perrin and feel like he's be- he's keeping them in the dark on this for some weird reason. Yeah. And, like, I think that is as damaging as the not saying anything about it makes it weird. Yeah. You know, you always there's always that thing where you walk into a room and you know there's a secret that enough people know because people are just uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? Um, it's, it's, it's like the third day of rehearsal when you've gone off to wherever your theater is mm-hmm. and you've all met for the first time. And that one guy in the cast who everybody knows has a girlfriend back home definitely hooked up with a girl in the cast. Yeah. And everyone shows up to rehearsal the next day and is thinking about the party the night before. And you're like... But he didn't, right? So it's like... No, 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 no. I, I, yeah, I know. I'm saying the vibe on in the camp. Right, Is right. that vibe of like nobody knows how to talk about it mm-hmm. because people... Because people are trying to keep secrets. Yeah. And I, I think more so than anything, like, I think these 
lords are so used to politicking that they, Berlain and Fayil, are used to the, like, sort of courtroom politics, the deus de mar of it all. Yeah. That they don't realize that just coming out and saying something and being honest with normal people usually works. It doesn't but, work with politicians. But no, it did. Because Perrin did the same thing and they're like, wow, he's so brilliant, big brain. What is his, like, you know, 4D chess play here? That's true, true. So, you, you know... Dead uh, Iron, welcome to the nerd table. Dead Iron, thanks so much. Good morning, beautiful book club. Uh, thanks for the membership. Much love and peace. So glad to be here. Like that smash button. Yeah, like that smash button. I wish I could like pay to have YouTube make our like button just say smash. Right? Yeah. yeah. Smash or pass. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Blue says Morgay should have awarded Perrin for killing an invading army instead declaring that he killed illegally. I think that I, I think that politically, Morgay's calling the White Cloaks an invading army while she's in their camp might not have been the smartest decision. Well, she did. What? She did. No, no, no but 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 I I mean particular saying that like Perrin is not that, but the White Cloaks are. Yes. I think that then the it would make her judgment look biased. Yeah. No, I think that like it was as fair as like possible because mm-hmm. it, it's the consequences of your own actions even when they're justified which we talk about with the IEL so much right yes you 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 do what you need to do you do what you believe you have to get done but there is toll at the end of that that you need yeah. to live up to repay however you want to phrase it i think right? Monkey's handles it perfectly uh but i think part of that is severin uh we cut over to fail uh and fail is watching bane and chad mm-hmm. be fucking hilarious <laughs> Love these two ladies. Well, you we gave got you weapons, but I already prepared my own weapons. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Fuck off. Ruthless. <laughs> Absolutely ruthless. And he's he, like he, you know, he laughs like he thinks it's hilarious, and I thought it was hilarious, but I was like, that's so mean. <laughs> like. That's that Ayil humor, though. I love it. They're just straight roasting each other all yeah, the time. I love it. Yeah. I'm here for it. I do. It, it is funny. Like the the Ayil humor is sort of like how comedians talk to each other mm-hmm. in a weird way where it's like it, it's a roast or or drag queens the ideal are either comed like like stand-up comedians or they're drag queens in that they have this like private kind of comedy that they do behind closed doors mm-hmm. that is very culturally specific and also like if you can roast someone really well rather than being upset they will be turned on by it you know what i mean and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gaul, they fucking roast him over his ability to prep his own weapons because they want to they want to polish his spears. And you know, he's rock hard. You know what I mean? You know, Gaul's <laughs> like standing there next to the horse like, God, I'm glad I'm not sitting on that horse or else my massive erection would be grinding against this saddle for the next four be hours. Very uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's actually um, canonically why the Aiel don't ride horses. Oh, um, they're all swinging. Well, no, it's because uh, they uh, as a as a race are um not able to control their erections. Uh, And so the pommel of the saddle just grinds against their random erections all day long. Yeah. That's really unfortunate. So why don't the women ride horses? Uh, Out of respect for the men. Yeah, okay. okay. Wow. Uh, It's an anything you you can do, I can do better kind of situation. Uh, And so they don't want to be uh, stood up. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I understood. That makes total perfect sense. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. That's canon. Oh. (laughs) Anyways, Bane and Chiet are little fucks, and I absolutely love them. Um, <clears throat> um, yeah, they go to they're... see Galad, uh, and Galad is like, will you accept the punishment? And Perrin's like, 
I have more soldiers than you have. <laughs> yeah. I have magic, and yeah. you have no magic. Yeah. Your mom's a little bit. Your your stepmom's a little bit magic, yeah. but my magic beats your magic. And Fayil's like, you have to be at the last battle. Yeah. So. Um. And deuces. so we get the trial, the trial of Perrin Ibarra, uh, where the. <laughs> Ibarra versus White Cloaks. Ibarra versus White Cloaks. Uh, Ibarra v. White Cloaks, because it is a legal, a legal battle. Of course, of course. What What did you think of the trial? It was great. You 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 turned to me and you had a problem at the point where they said killing illegally. Yeah, I was like, I, this is the, like, and it's just legal <laughs> jargon, right? Yeah. Like, it's all fucking semantics, which is what the law is. Like. <sighs> If you can manipulate it to be how you want it, then there's nothing that can be done because it's if if it says it and you can make it you can twist it to your advantage, that's like very real. It's kind of like you know, Egwene did like not the exact same thing, but a similar thing where it was like, ah, yes, this law, I'm going to use it. Haha, since none of you know what it is, now you yeah. have to mm-hmm. obey me. No questions asked. I I actually I loved it. I I thought this whole trial sequence really worked for me because mm-hmm. it was. First of all, a testament to, um... I didn't have a problem with killing illegally. You and I, like, bantered about, like, whether or not that constituted manslaughter in our world. Yeah. That's, that's what we were, like, um, that's, that's, that's where I was, like, a bit confused. Oh, I definitely think that Perrin could be charged for manslaughter. Yeah. I don't think that this would get him, I, I don't think that if a prosecutor tried to, like bring a murder charge in this case in our world i don't think you would be successful yeah. right i think that the the if you want it to stick the way the uh, night's events went and the like who do you lay blame on is really complicated in this situation yeah and i think that manslaughter is a uh, is the charge that you would go with because it's the one you're most likely to win yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah for and, sure you know and it's it's just more gays running it like and so She's like, well, you know, I deemed that the White Cloaks were an invading army and uh, Perrin was also, like, an uh, invading force and it was just mercenaries who killed one another. Which it was. Yeah. Um, except Perrin wasn't an invading force because he's from your country. But Yeah, I was like, he lives there. That was a bit weird to me, but I, was, I, don't, I don't give a shit. I think that what I really like about this scene from, from beginning to end uh, is that the, the White Cloaks who are there, their perspective is right. There's no lying in this trial. Everyone is being as honest as they can be, right? Because I was a little bit like, oh, are Except there going to be like... for Bayer. No, but Bayer isn't lying. Bayer's like, he, I saw him kill your dad. He doesn't say that, though. He right? definitely killed your dad. How he else could that. it happen? He says that, but that's not a lie from his perspective. Sure. I thought that this was going to be like, oh, are there going to be like dark friends trying to pull subterfuge to lie and change the events? Are like... You know, there are evil magic people who work for the devil working behind the scenes to t- twist knives, right? Yeah. And instead, what we got was a very honest trial yeah. where everybody presented their opinions. And then you could see, like, Galad's point of view on parent change throughout it. You can see Bornhold's point of view on parent change throughout it, right? Yeah. Even oh, yeah. Bornhold is like, because, you know, Perrin has this really great moment where he's like, I didn't kill him. Yeah. And 
like, why do you think that I did? And Bayer says, well, because you, you were there. Yeah, you can't prove it. And Bornhold yeah. is like, wait, actually, yeah. Like, how do you know that he killed him? So, well, it's obvious, obviously. And, <laughs> and like, so okay, well, that's not good enough. There, there's this really great, like, through line of showing all of these characters being honest in this scene. Yeah. And intelligent about how to handle it as, like, adults who have people who follow them. I think Morghese's ruling is very fair. Yeah. I think Galad shows an incredible level of fairness and also an, a, kind of a remarkable level of like gray morality for him. He doesn't swing yeah. the sword immediately. Like yeah. he always has in the past. I think that those conversations with Morghese since he got back together with his stepmom have really impacted him and he seems like a much more reasonable person. Yeah. Which has been really nice. Yeah, there's a couple people in chat who's saying that, like, when they read Galad, it comes off as, uh, like, neurodivergent. Um, Why? Well, I don't understand that. Well, I I, I, I kind of do get it. Like, um, Galad is, like, has, like, a very, like, set, like, regimented way that he sees the world, right? And, and it is, it is, we don't really know another character like that. Like, he, when I read from his perspective, it definitely feels different than others and like like this like opening up of his world he's still like keeping like himself in there but it's through his own lens i just I, I like i'm not saying that he was written that way intentionally but i can definitely see why people think that because he like has his rules he has his ways he has like this like structure that he holds on to um which like i think that there are a lot of neurodivergent people who have that as their like um, support system because there's a lot of other things in flux. I that that I, I think that we need to be careful in when, when we when we attribute things to characters. Mm -hmm. I think that we need to be careful about being like they have this one thing that neurodivergent people have. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I'm going to read them as that. I don't see that. I don't see a lot of textual evidence for that in this character. Yeah, but there's also nothing wrong as reading him as neurodivergent. If if that's how it like feels to you, like it's not said in the text, obviously. I but I but the but, but the reason why I push back on it is that having a black and white worldview is not an isn't indicative of neurodivergency. There are plenty of people who have tenets that they cling to. Mm -hmm. Uh, particularly within religious orders, mm -hmm. right? And I think that saying like, oh, like that person sees the world in black and white, they're probably neurodivergent, isn't... I think that... I, I just think that neurodivergency is more complicated than that. Oh, and we it always online is. boil it down to like, well, they've got this one thing that ADHD people have, so no. they're probably ADHD. And I, I, I agree. I think that like there, that there's a lot of talk about like, you know, yeah, uh, there's this one thing, I must be such and such. A and I, I like... The thing is, like, there's not really any, correct me if I'm wrong, any that I know of, like, neurodivergent representation in, like, a fantasy world. Even a fantasy world that's, like, futuristic based off of ours, right? Mm -hmm. And so I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with people, like, seeing, if they are neurodivergent, like, some of themselves in this character and kind of relating to them on that level, right? And that's what a lot of, like, fantasy is, whether or not it has, like, a name, it, it could be as simple as, like, someone being, like, brave, and you're like, I, I feel like I relate to this person in this way because this. Um, like, ha like, uh, putting, like, putting the label on that character, I don't think is, like, negative. I think that you can just kind of interpret it the way that you'd like to interpret it because nobody really puts neurodivergent people into fantasy, right? Everyone's just... Mm -hmm. uh, 
typical. Um, and I, I don't mean typical. Yeah, t- typical is a weird uh, a weird word for that. But I think you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I just, I, I find there's like a... Yeah, I, I think that I, I get nervous because we have this tendency right now to attribute things to characters mm-hmm. because they're similar to us in a way. And so they have to be similar to us in always. And there's this online tendency to do this. And I, I for the most part, I think it's mostly a safe thing to do. But the it, I find that it goes too far a lot. And I end up in a lot of conversations with people. And that's fair. Who like get upset if you don't accept their reading of it even though their reading of it comes from this, like, one attributable thing. Sure, sure. And I, I think that that's, like, uh, that is a problem in general. Like, the art. You didn't like this thing as much as I did. You didn't see this character the way that I did. You didn't like them this... I think that anyone who has mm-hmm. that kind of uh, view on art is maybe not the kind of person we would have conversations with about yeah, it. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. we'd be like, well, no, everything is subjective, right? And everything is going to be influenced by your own personal experience of life. If you don't know a ton of, like, neurodivergent people, maybe, like, when you're reading stuff, you don't see those traits in in people that you read about. But, like, for, for people who have more of that in their lives, mm-hmm. they can, like, pick it out and be like, oh, well, it's kind of interesting that this character has some similarities to either myself or this person that I know. Uh, maybe they might be such and such, you know. I, I agree. Maybe. I think that, like, it, there is a such thing as, like, going too far and being like, no, obviously this person is this 100% mm-hmm. because I interpreted this this way. Um, but yeah, I think like I, I see that like Brandon Sanderson in in has some like neurodivergent characters in his works, so that makes me a little more excited to read it, honestly. Um, but I, I think yeah, like having that having that open to interpretation be there mm-hmm. for, for for people who who can maybe feel like there are other people like them, you know, maybe more than they think. Uh, I think is really important, especially in places where. That's not talked about. It's like a bad, you know, we push that aside and we don't embrace those sides of ourselves. Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah, yeah. I also I, I also think like, the, I think that one of the things that I get my, like my skin a little prickly about mm-hmm. is that like neurodivergent is a really useful catch-all term that doesn't mean anything. Like, like being neurodivergent isn't a thing. It is an umbrella for a bunch of very different things. Yes. That don't all that have... unfortunately, is, uh, like, have a lot of crossover. But but, so but also to... have a lot of things that don't cross over, right? Sure. And I think that... Um, yeah. I, I think that, like, throwing terms under neurodivergent is a lack of specificity in something that I think deserves specificity and deserves... Um, like care and attention to detail when we talk about it. Mm-hmm. And so just kind of lumping things under neurodivergent when that can mean so many different things mm-hmm. and, and is enca- encapsulates so many different ways of our brains working and our emotional connections to one another and being like, well, that's a neurodivergent trait. That, that doesn't really mean anything. Mm-hmm. Like you can't be a neurodivergent trait because neurodivergent isn't a thing. It is an umbrella of a bunch of different human experiences. Yeah, I think specifically like uh, there are several people who read Galad as uh, autistic. So that that was like a specific example. And uh, whether or not he is, the, who knows? Yeah. It, it doesn't like super matter. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's it, it yeah that that is such a big broad term because you know like bipolar is neurodivergent and bipolar is not really anything like autistic like they're they're, yeah. they're mm-hmm. very very different 
thing. So, uh, yeah, I hear what you're saying. It's just, yeah, it's interesting. I, I, I'm excited to read Sanderson. Yeah. Knowing mm-hmm. that, like, there's there's a bit of that in there because, uh, I don't know, it makes me feel nice. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah, but uh, where were we? Oh, my God. Where, we were in where the we trial. Right we were in the trial. We really liked the trial. I think Morghese handles it very fairly. And, because of uh, the Canic protocol. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I'm sure there's a history behind it. I, I do love when Egwene or Morghese are like, I know way too much about my own history. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. And uh, Galad is like, I, I will uh, I will meet your judgment after the last battle. And yeah. Perrin's like, done. And Fael's like, the fuck he will. <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding me? No. Could you imagine, like, Perrin survives the last battle just for Galad to be like, off of his head! And Fael's like... Really? I went through all of that? And he's still, like... Yeah. Uh, I do love, though, that Perrin's like, you didn't name what my what the judgment was going to be. And Gilad's like, I didn't. And I he, like, swoops his cape over his shoulder. So dramatic. And walks away. And Berlaine is just in the corner of the tent, like, he's so hot! <laughs> ah! You need to give headphone users a warning. Jesus Christ. Headphone users, users this show is the warning. This is your blanket warning. Oh my god. Have you ever have you ever seen me not yell at some point in this? Um Yeah, is there a book club where you haven't made some loud joke? Probably not. Probably not. I doubt it. I really doubt it. Chapter 35, the right thing. Um Perrin. All the right moves in all the right places. Uh no, we actually start with uh Gwaine here. Uh-huh. Um Egwene and Swan are getting ready to fight. The Forsaken Masana mm-hmm. in Teleranriad. Mm-hmm. Um and uh we we get some payoff from what we talked about last week. Uh with Egwene goes to Sylviat is like, write Galad another letter, but be nice this time. And I'm like, Egwene, if the first letter was a concern, why did you send it? Well, she probably didn't read it, right? No, she tells Galad that she did. What? No, she didn't? Yeah, she says, I read the letter that Sylviana sent you, and I was worried that it was going to make you not come back. No, she didn't say she read it. She said, like, like in her head, she was like, I know how Sylviana, like, talks to Gawain, so it probably wasn't very nice. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think that she, like, read it word for word. I think she was like, Gawain hasn't come back. And Sylviana doesn't like him very much, so I can imagine that maybe this this wasn't the nicest uh, request. Mm-hmm. Right. I I don't think it was like, oh yeah, I read the letter because the letter's gone, right? So she's like, hey, maybe like send maybe send a nice request, you know? He's, yeah. He's, Which he's you should have done the first time. Probably. The fucking Aes Sedai. I mean, Sylviana. But also the fucking Gowan. Like, what a little. <laughs> what a little bitch. Uh, um, we cut over to Perrin and Perrin's with Fayil being like, take the Ashima to Whitebridge. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes into the wolf dream and is like, I don't understand what's going on, but that violet dome is stopping us from using gateways. Yeah. Yep. That what sucks. what did you think of this Tarangriel, now that we know what it does and what it is? Uh what do I think of it? Uh well, I mean, it's useful. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we see that here. Like there's no. there's uh Yeah. Uh <laughs> so we know there's two of them. Mm-hmm. So we know where one is. Uh, the other one is big old question mark. I have a feeling that's going to like be a problem at some point. Although the last battle. Although you did say you thought Morden was using the other one to shield his dreams. 
um, wherever he is. Not his dreams, his base. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. yeah. But I mean, because because we kind of talked about this in the reaction, I think, maybe. Or uh, maybe you and I just talked about this. I can't remember. But we talked mm-hmm. about how Morden is very surprised when Rand is able to enter his dreams and is like, you shouldn't be able to be here. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think Morden is using the other one. Um, even though I don't remember yeah. anything about, like, a violet dome, but maybe I'm just misremembering. Maybe there, maybe... I, I think it's in the blight. Yeah. So I don't think that anyone would have been there to see it. No, when Rand was there. I'm trying to remember Rand, what no, no, Rand no. Rand saw. Rand did not go to Telranriad. Rand was, was in, in Morden's dreams. Yeah, the that is Mind Spike isn't in Morden's dreams. No, no, no. Telranriad and the dreams are two different places. What? No. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's there's three levels to the dream, uh-huh. right? So there's like our existence, uh-huh. and then there's the Teleran Riyadh, uh-huh. which is like the mirror of our existence that's a little bit murky. Uh-huh. And then there's the black space where all the dreams live, uh-huh. and then underneath that are all of the dreams, right? And so Rand went to Morden's dream. He didn't go to Morden's castle in Teleran Riyadh. How do you know that? Because Morden's like, you shouldn't be here. Yeah, because of the dream spike. But you can, but maybe the dream circuit wouldn't stop him from going there. Yeah, it says it stops people from entering your dreams. They they say that specifically. But, but then, that, that, but that's still not Telranriad. That is still mm-hmm. Morden's dream, not Telranriad. Not the same thing. How do you know he was in Tel? How he wasn't in Telranriad? Because Morden says, "How are you in my dreams?" Not Telranriad. Telranriad is a place. Morden's yeah, dreams are his a, dreams. It's still the like, but it's the not dream. Morden's dreams. It is. Tel- it's. A, it's a. It's a like a location. Okay. Uh, okay. Like I mean, separate... I just think that like the mention that the dream spike doesn't allow people into your dreams. I don't and remember that mention. I swear it was mentioned. I and I I, I don't remember I that mention, so I don't know what I don't know what you're talking about. I should have I should have taken a picture of it, and maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Chad will be like, "No, you're not remembering properly." But I could have sworn that they say that the dream spike stops people from being able to enter your dreams. Masana mm-hmm. says it. Does she? May apparently. Mm-hmm. Apparently, does have a little expo dump about it. Okay, sure. so. So, so you're right that it was in like Morden's like dream, dream. Mm-hmm. But, but the dream spike is supposed to be able to prevent people from entering your your dream dreams. Thought. So, they're so connected that Morden's dreams are also Rand's, Rand's dreams. dreams. Yeah. Saying. Yeah, but I think that's why he's like you. You can't be here. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't. I know. think there's a quantum thought... tunnel between their consciousnesses that goes through the Violet Dome. And yes. it doesn't matter. Yes. I think I That's find the dream psych to be a very odd Tarangrel. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. who invented that and was like, okay. Yeah, how the fuck did they make that? Did they if make we put it, it in, in the dream, dream world? world? Well, it the, will stop traveling in our world. And that's the thing. Did they have to make it in the dream world? Did they, did they have to make it in our world and then take it to the dream world? Like, how does it... I also love that it's a lavender dome. It's like a very gay Tarangrel. You know what I mean? It I just makes it. a big lavender dome. Love it. I'm here for it. I'm, I'm into it. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so we cut back to Galad from Perrin, and Galad and Bayer are fighting. They're fighting about Perrin because mm-hmm. Galad is mad, and uh, kind of rightfully so in the moment. Um, I think that from Galad's point of view, or from uh, Bayer's point of view, uh, this makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think his I think his anger and the way that he handles the situation, I don't agree with him, right? Like I don't think he's right about Perrin, obviously. One yeah, of my favorite characters. Right. But I, I do I understand where Byer is coming from and the 
Uh, Arzu says, we are both correct, according to the wiki. I've never been to the wiki. I'm excited to go once we've... um, Well, and Lisa says there's a three-hour Dusty Will discussion on this topic. So it's like... Right, love it. Oh, no, this is a... Wait, you mean they've already talked about it? Or are you saying we should go on the Dusty Wheel and talk about it? Uh, I like Rantel Moore saying this is all Brandon Sanderson being like, fools, magic systems need limiters. Yes, Yes. I agree with Brandon Sanderson. Uh, It is one of the fundamental things I believe about fantasy is that Mm -hmm. you have to have limits on your power. Uh, Or else... It's boring. Um, gotcha. <laughs> no, I agree. I think I think limitations breed creativity, so I, I think it's necessary. Uh, NF says, I roll as if only gays no color. Look, lavender's ours. We took it, and we made it ours. Okay? Yeah, but the dome is violet, so. Oh, gross. Yeah, that's a straight color for sure. What? Uh, what do you mean? I'm just, I'm just saying shit to make people laugh. Oh my god! So which colors are gay and which colors are straight? If you listen to most people right now, all color is gay. Fair enough. Fair if you enough. put a rainbow on fucking anything, I feel like it's mustard. A mustard is a very straight color. Mustard is very very straight. straight. Very straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, definitely. Aubergine. Like, Aubergine is a very straight shade of purple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same with like you know like maroon. Ooh, maroon is yeah, very I'll give maroon to the straights. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. But there's, we've there got, really like, is like a dark, we're, we're really picking out like dark, murkier versions of every color. It's the jewel anything, tones. Anything without vibrance. Guys, jewel tones are straight, and the pastels and the brights are gay. <laughs> Sorry, that is what it is. Is mayonnaise a color? Yeah, the straights have that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that that is true, that is true. Uh, see here, this Venn diagram of which colors are gay and straight. Uh, uh Corinne, Corinne says the straights get autumn. The straights definitely get autumn because all of the gays are inside with their <laughs> candles and a nice oat milk pumpkin spice latte. Yeah, yeah, the gays, the gays get summer, you know, yeah. pride parade and all that jazz, right? Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, this has been ridiculous. So Galad and Bayer are fighting, uh, and Galad is like, mm-hmm. and, and Bayer's just being a little shit. And yeah. he leaves, and Glad turns to Bornhold is like, Bornhold, do you really think that Perrin killed your dad? And he's, Bornhold's like, no. <laughs> no, I still hate him, no. I'm, I'm like, so yeah. mad at him, but I, he probably didn't, which is tough, because I've, like, kind of made that my whole personality. Yeah. And I don't know what to do now, because I've lived two years being like, I'm going to get this guy who killed my dad, and now I'm kind of realizing that maybe I wasted two years of my life. <laughs> And that's kind of a hard thing to do when you're only, like, 20 and the world's about to end. Yeah, you don't have many years left, so you Yeah. Uh, Arizu, thank you for five gifted membership. Arizu, thank you for five gifted members. Let's go. I appreciate that. Yeah. So many, so much green in the chat. I love to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all, if you're like, I've been here for a while and I've, like, never gotten a gifted membership, uh, you do need to make sure that gifts are turned on so you yeah. can accept them. I don't know how to do that. Google is great. I, I genuinely do not remember. <laughs> just get stuff all over your face. I tried to laugh and it like bounced out and it hit me in the eye. Um, I, I don't remember how to do it, but you do have to like turn on accepting gifted memberships oh, for a specific channel. So, yes. Um, I'm going to say the color green that you get when you get your membership. Very gay. Um, yeah. I love Blue's comment. We're doing the book club an hour early because we got a flight to get on later. Now let's talk about which colors are gay. We have like a quota to meet for tangents. Uh, so we're just trying to meet them early, oh you know? Oh my god, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> anyway. So we cut back to Perrin, and Perrin is in Teleran Riyadh with mm-hmm. Oak Dancer, Sparks, and Boundless. 
and uh, they go fight Slayer, and it's yeah. not good. Doesn't go very well. It is bad. Uh, yeah, Slayer kills Oak Dancer. Yeah. <laughs> they get fucked. Yeah, and so Perrin is like, well, fuck this. They find the rod. Yep, he finds this, the brain. The, I, I thought it was the mind spike, but it's the dream spike. It's stuck in the ground, and he right. grabs it, and he starts running away. Yeah, yeah. And there's no way that this is this goes bad for anybody. No, it's, everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, and so we are back in the White Tower with Chapter 36, an invitation. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we are with Egwene, and Egwene is trying to be like, suss out who's going to help her in this fight. Yeah. She's like, Nynaeve, if I die, will you lead the fight against Masana? And she's like, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, will. Yeah, yeah. Jason Renner, thank you for that super chat. Hello. Popping in to say hi. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Uh, I hope your Friday's going well. Amber Eyes says Mind Spike is a D&D spell. That, that actually makes, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you're reading a lot of D&D stuff right now. So. I am currently getting ready for a roleplay relay. Roleplay relay. Kickstarter ends on Tuesday night, July 4th. Yeah, yeah. Celebrate the 4th of July by helping us put on 168 straight hours of Dungeons and Dragons. Also, the art is looking so freaking cool. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, if you want a signed poster, you have to sign up for the Kickstarter. Or if you want Snapchat access, you got to sign up for the Kickstarter. It's the only way to get it. That Snapchat's so going to be fun. So get in there. It's going to be something. <laughs> uh, and so the uh, she goes to a meeting, that, which is so funny because this meeting feels like it's like the most important thing that happens in this section. And it's also like one of the things I was least interested in. I know, which is crazy, right? Because <laughs> there's just there's this great fight going on with uh, Slayer in the Teleron Riyadh, and we cut to like Egwene being like, "So we're going to send you two apprentices," and the see folk are like, "Okay, but we will send you two apprentices," and then the mm-hmm. wise women are like, "Oh, but we also have apprentices," <laughs> and I was like. I was like, "What?" But 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 my boy is fighting a weird thing. In- Dream world, yeah. and this is so interesting, and I this this has so many complications, and I love what it's saying about Egwene because she's so smart, and oh, the way she right. handles this is so cool. Fantastic. But like, what is happening with Perrin in the dream world? Yeah, it is one of those things where this scene is fucking great, but also there's so much like good shit going on now that it's like, okay, I gotta like, it's 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 we're getting into that point where I gotta keep reading because I need to know what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, James Ross, thank James you for Ross. joining the Narcs for eleven months. Thank you. Uh, this is why they took all the colors in The Giver because people can't behave. The Giver is that a movie? Have you never read The Giver? Is it a book? It is. It, they made it into a movie with um, Big Lebowski, right? People take the colors. Uh, it's complicated. Yeah, people don't, like, remember color. <gasps> it's a so weird sad. world. Yeah, and then this kid starts to, like, see colors and becomes the giver. It's, it's, uh, it's very, it's a very... Wait. No, never mind. What? It's like, does that have the, um, um, the Sixth Sense kid in it, but no. No, 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 no. The no, movie no. only came out like three years ago, four, oh, four okay, years ago, yeah, five no, years no, ago. No, no, no. Uh, the movie's relatively recent. The, the movie was fun. Uh, the book is great, though. It's a really cool. good book. All right, yeah, I um, don't know, but I, I love it. Love to see it. It's um, like it's like a it's it's kind of like the same genre as like Divergent, but without the like romantic element of it being oh, so strong. Sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. It's sort of like the it's sort of what I feel like the Giver is in a lot of YA fan um, writing. It, it's like the like precursor to that, like. If you took the the giver inspires so much of that stuff, and then Twilight kind of added the romance stuff, and everyone was trying to like do that thing afterwards. Right. Okay. Yeah. I got you. I got you. 
Um, Turbok, we are going to be playing uh, Dungeons & Dragons uh, 5e edition just because it's the one we're most familiar with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but we are looking forward to doing uh, different, like, D&D variations, Pathfinder, other TTRPG stuff on the channel. So, yeah. uh, Lee Science says, uh, such a depressing book to give to middle schoolers. It is true. I did read that in middle school, but I loved it. Mm -hmm. I love The Giver. Uh, all right. So... Uh, basically, they have this very important meeting. It's very cool. Egwene comes out of it looking like a fucking baller. Yeah. Uh, and and she gets out <clears throat> of the fucking stupid bargain. With yeah. The she ice fixes Nynaeve and Elaine's bargain. Yep. Yeah. Which yep. um is what was she even was acknowledges necessary. is like Nynaeve and Elaine did the best in a situation where things were bad. Absolutely. Uh, everyone was going to die. Yeah. From the heat and the lack of water. Yeah. So Elaine, the, Elaine and Nynaeve did save the world with that bargain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we just need a new one to save the world a second time. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, "Hey, wise." Can you stick around? Uh, the sea folk are still not relevant at all. I don't know what the point of them was in this whole series. Uh, sorry, I just needed to take a moment to shit on them because I shit on them all the time. I have a feeling they're gonna like affect <clears throat> the last <throat> battle in like a big bad way, and you're gonna eat your words. I would fucking love that. You know me. Oh, I, I know. love I... being proved wrong at the end of stuff. Mm -hmm. But god damn it, have we gone down a long river with these fucking sea folk for them to just be the most pointless? people in this entire yeah. series. Yeah, I hear There's you. nothing interesting about them. The Amayar thing happened, and, like, there were no cons there was no fallout, there's no consequences to that. It hasn't meant anything to the books. A whole, like, race of people on this planet, like, committed mass suicide. Oh, yeah. And, like, it, it was an aside that was meaningless to the books. I hope that they all come back when the horn is blown. It, it, it wouldn't mean anything. We've got an army of the dead like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it just, it wouldn't, it, there would be no value to that. No, I know. Because they don't mean anything. I know. That was like probably the least exciting part of Lord of the Rings too, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sean says it could be worse. They could be the Tuatha on. That, that, how can you possibly compare those two things? The the Tinkers are incredibly interesting. They're so tied into the Aiel's history with Ruidian. Yeah, but we also don't spend copious amounts of time with them. We, but we, we, our main characters got so many valuable lessons from the time they did spend with them. And the influence True. of the Tinkers on Perrin's arc is so massive. Yeah. Aram as a character and what went on with that. Mm -hmm. the, like the Tinkers have been a much more like central piece to the puzzle of this story. Yeah. And particularly in their backstory. The problem for the Seafolk is that there's no backstory. There's no, we don't know anything about them. Yeah. And they've been in the book since book two, I think. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, they they just I, I just would I just want them to matter more. I just want the sea folk to like. Sh I want there to be a reason why they've been such a big part of like all these negotiations and things. Yeah. And yeah, it's not just you. we needed something for the bowl, and then we kind of didn't have anything for them to do after that, so they were just a nuisance from then on. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they're not my favorite, but well, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so they, uh, also, they're going to send, they're, they're going to have an intern exchange program, um, probably yes. after the last battle, because last battle, apparently is even like, I think we've got a couple weeks. Yeah. And I was like, well, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going to be like an afterwards thing. Yeah. yeah. There's, no, there's <laughs> literally no fucking way. And, like. Uh, and they're also agreeing that, uh, the Seafolk can keep the Tarangriels that they were loaned out. Even though the Seafolk were like, but these were given to us. And Ergoin was like, you and I both know you're fucking lying right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not do this. Yeah. I'm the f goddamn Amerlin seat. <laughs> I'm the motherfucking Amerlin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, they have their, like, real meeting while there's, like, a fake meeting going on. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, yeah, all cool shit. Like, I, I know it wasn't, like, the most, like, exciting part when, like, Perrin's doing his thing, but I, I still really loved this section. Um, and yeah. then Swan is like, hey, we're fighting. 
Yeah. Uh, one one thing I want to talk about before we move on is the um the the I said I are upset because they feel like they need to own all of the Terangrails. Yeah. And I really love um They're fucking England. But I love Egwene being like, first of all, how the fuck could we possibly do that? Yeah. Second of all, the are are we gonna try and tell the Ashaman that male Ongrails and Songrails and Tarongrails are ours and not theirs? Like are do you really wanna have that fight about objects that we won't even be able to detect? To use? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Well, not even use, like literally know, won't know yeah. that they exist, like that they were. You right? could maybe like look at something and be like, you know what, that looks suspicious. Like, you know, Terangrail kinda like have like a vibe to them sometimes, but yeah, you, you like you wouldn't fucking know. Maybe Avienda sure. would know, but yeah, for sure, hundred percent. I just I, I think that this is a really great sequence of Egwene's um Stop being so fucking selfish. Well and, well but and Egwene coming at this from the perspective of like what 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 do you really think is gonna happen here? Yeah. Right? D- d- she she does a lot of or at least Brandon Sanderson has written her to do a lot of um bringing up very obvious truths and then just being like, and then just waiting, right? Yeah. And the women around her all kind of go, oh, yeah, Egwene's right. She said the most obvious thing in the fucking world. Yeah. But just by, like, putting voice to these really obvious things, she's changing people's minds a lot. Yeah. And it's a really strong tactic, and it, it gets into why she's being so successful at leading the White Tower right now. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I think, like, what Brandon Sanderson's art for Egwene has been since he took over has um, made her a much more interesting leader. Mm-hmm. And I think that he handles writing her really well. Yeah. Um, obviously from Robert Jordan's notes and, or, or some of Robert Jordan's writings. But yeah. I just think that like uh, Egwene has become a really intelligent leader without being condescending in the way that so many Aes Sedai have been in the mm-hmm. past. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's why she's been so successful, right? She's not demeaning people in order to have power the yeah. way that Kat Swain does and the way that all these other Aes Sedai characters she ha- even she, Swan did even sometimes Swan. you know Swan was guilty of that she does not look to her role models for her behavior and she's finding so much success where they found nothing but failure and a broken tower and mistrust right yep. and so she she's learning the things she needs to from those mentors but at the same time is going about things in her own way in a way that I think is just really successful at um, uh, community building yeah and I, yeah, I just it's really impressive what she's doing. Yeah, no, I I, I hear you. I I, I love it. I, I understand why people love Egwene. Yeah, yeah. Um, because there were parts where we didn't. Yeah. I put her in the F tier after Fires of Heaven. I remember. Uh, Perrin, we cut back to Perrin, uh, and Perrin is running from Slayer. Uh, he's got the spike. He's like, I don't know what to do with it. Maybe the best place to take it is a majorly populated city. Well, he just kind of like looks over and is like, oh. Tarvalon, yeah, I can get like I can. Hide I'm sure Egwene isn't using traveling there. I'm sure Tarvalon is in a city that. I kind of would have loved if this the timing of this had been different, and uh, Egwene's trying to get supplies in and out, and suddenly they're like, "Where are the gateways?" No, if it had been before Egwene won, and Egwene won because Aleda's the siege was successful because Aleda was stopped being able to bring in food because the dream spike was there. Oh. My God, that would have been hilarious. Um, but yeah, so Perrin accidentally runs the mind spike into Tarvalon at the exact same time that the girls are going to war against Masana in Tarvalon. This, the end of this chapter was the moment where, because I read it way before you did, and we were reacting to this. We yeah. did like an audiobook reaction, so I had to wait for you to catch up before yeah. we could listen. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, have you read the book yet? Have you read the book yet? I need to know what happens in Tarvalon. Have you read the book yet? Yeah, yeah. Have you we read have the book to yet? react to this. I didn't even care about the reaction. I was like, I need to know what happens in Tarvalon. Have you yeah. read the book yet? Yep, yep, yep. Yep. She hadn't. I, I did. was frustrated. I, I did, you know? Like, I, it took me a day. Like, 
Chapter 37, Darkness in the Tower. Uh, we started this chapter that we wanted to know what was happening in the White Tower, and it starts with uh, Gowan sitting in Camelin, and we both went, what? Fuck. I know, I know. We were like, god damn it. Um, but yeah, uh, Gowan realizes that, you know, he's kind of in a little shit. Um, so he goes to see Elaine to say goodbye, and Brigitte's like, no. Yeah. You can't yeah, yeah. go in there. She's sleeping. And he's like, okay, well, bye, I guess. Um, so yeah, he's like going to Tarvalon because he's like, wait, the blood knives are gonna be like waiting to to strike at a good moment, and that yeah. could be right now. So better get going. Um, and he gets a gateway made for him that like winks out of existence, just a little too close for comfort. And he's yeah. like, wow, what the fuck? Like she almost tried to fucking kill me. And it's like, no, it's, it's the dream spike. Surprise! Immediately. It was so cool. But yeah. I, I also like the idea that there's just channelers, like, sitting in the fucking, like, where, whatever the area is. I was going to say the stables, but I don't think their channeling room is the... the, the no, they have, like, stable. a room. I just thought that there's, like, a woman there who's like... Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here you go. Sure. And done. Oh, my God. She's just sitting there all day, like, I don't... I'm so... I don't... I what don't a boring job anymore. to just be, like, Tarvalon. Yeah. Kyrian. Boom. I don't know. I, I wouldn't find... Uh, you know what? I probably would find that boring after a while. You would find it boring almost immediately. Yeah. One day of sitting there just opening gateways. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think I would lose my mind. You're right. You're unless right. unless it was like... Unless I could like read. If I could have like a really good book with me. You know, just sit there with a good book. The whole time. I mean, yeah, I, I guess. Maybe I could read The Wheel of Time. It would give me the time to finish this... Four million word fucking series. God damn it. <clears throat> uh, we get Egwene. Uh, Egwene, they, they were like discussing a false plan and then the Black Aja attacked and like two of the eyes said I are dead. And so Egwene's like, get out of here, but they can't mm-hmm. because the dream <clears throat> spike. Fucking yeah. parent just, you know, messing up people's plans. Um, and then Amis is like, yeah, we also can't leave either. This is fucking weird. So we're going to stay and we're going to fight. Yeah, they really quickly realize that you can move within the dome, but you can't leave yeah. the Thunderdome. Masana. And so the killer music kicks in, and the fight is on. We cut over to Perrin. Perrin and Slayer have a little chat. You know, a little mid-fight chat like you do. Perrin's like, What's up, Slayer? And Slayer's like, Luke hates you, man. And I've been like, what the fuck? That's a this. I I was a little bit worried that Slayer was gonna die before I really understood what was going on with Slayer. Oh yeah, <clears throat> I I didn't. I never. I honestly like listening to this and reading it. I did not think that Slayer was gonna die in this section All right. because I feel like there has to be a confrontation with Lan first because of yeah. their connection. Uh, so the series I, just has a history of killing off every villain in the first time we get like a real fight scene with them. So well, maybe yeah. It was wonderful but, that Slayer survived because there's like still there, there's like one villain who can survive a fight. Yeah, I mean Grendel's still alive. Grendel's never really been in a fight though. Sure. But you know what I mean. Yeah. There, there's a cup. There's a couple of them. It's really Grendel and Slayer. Is Shamael still alive in a in Moradin? Yeah. I yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I, di- I, I didn't think Slayer was going to get taken down here because the the connection with Lan hasn't had <laughs> any kind of payoff or confrontation. Like, there's not, nothing has happened with that yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's like, I, I don't think Slayer is in danger in this section. 
Um, but I do think that they are going to get the, the, the Terangriol, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we cut back over to Gawain, and Gawain runs to Egwene's room, yeah. uh, and a couple of her, his guys run up beside him, and he's like, I didn't say anything, and they're like, when someone looks like that, you just... You don't say anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes you see someone, and you're like, that person needs help. Yeah, and I was like, I love that. You know what? Yeah, uh, and so they go into Egwene's room, uh, and there's a maid tied to the ceiling. Shit's bad. Uh, and Gawain got there just in time. Yeah. Because he's like, okay, you motherfucker, you go get more people. Kalark with me. We're going to go fight some shadows. I honestly, for the moment that I heard it, when he was like, there's a maid in the ceiling. I was like, Masana? But it obviously, yeah, it, it wasn't. They're in like the dream world. But I was like, oh, that would have been kind of funny <laughs> if Masana yeah. actually got caught in a trap. Uh, but no, um, yeah, blood knives, uh, very scary, very, very scary. Yeah, they're cool, and this fight is really awesome. It's really sad that Clark dies. Well, both, yeah, they um, both, they both die. I, do we see Mazone die? Well, you see his body in the hallway, right? Because he was supposed oh, to go get right, help, right, right, right. and then the third blood knife comes right. in. And it's like, okay, shit's going down. Um, I really like the way this whole fight is written. I love the moment where he's like, douses all the lights. And he's like, you can't hide if they're in the shadows if there's no shadows. Yeah. And then he fights fucking, like, oh sightless. Oh, my God. I know. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. It's so well written. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I was kind of hoping he was going to die here. I thought that that would be really interesting. But uh, he he does manage to win the fight, um, but is mortally wounded and is leaning against his lover's bed like, Queen, Help me. I love. Yeah. You called it. You were like, oh, no, she's going to, like, bond him to save him because he's so injured. It's the um, only way. Yeah. Yeah, we learned from Brigitte. Brigitte. Yeah. Which is why I'm like, look, we've talked a lot about consent on the show and the consent around the water bond. Yep. I'm just going to say, if I am dying of mortal wounds, blanket consent. Make me yeah. a warder. Yeah, that's, I don't care. That's fair. Uh just want to lay that out there. Yeah. I would rather work for a hot eternal lady of magic than yeah. die. And to be fair, Gawain, uh, there is a moment of consent written in for both of them. That, that is right? true. That is true. Very yeah, yeah, nice yeah. to see, you know. Um, obviously, like, you know, I think the Brigitte situation was, like, unique. And, and it is a situation that does arise, like, in, like, medical situations nowadays, right? It's like, yeah. do you save this person or, like... What? You said Brigitte situation is a situation that... Sorry, similar to. Like, is... is, is similar? Is, there's, like, a parallel where perhaps, like, because You know of, all of those modern doctors dealing with people being ripped out of Teleran Riyadh into the real world with yes. mortal wounds, and so you need to bond them to you forever exactly. in order to save their life because they've yeah. been made real too soon without being birthed by a womb. Yeah, yeah. So, you know 100%. what? There's so many parallels. It happens all the time. That it really is. It, it's the strain on our healthcare system. Truly, mm -hmm. is yeah. all of these doctors, all of these, uh, this dealing with people ripped out of Teleran, heroes of the horn being pulled out of Teleran and Riyadh at the wrong time. Yeah, or the wheel, or wh wherever Brigitte was <laughs> hanging out. I'm sure all of the doctors in our audience are just like, yeah, this happens to me every day. Yeah, yeah, it's been a, it's been a guys. Guys, I just want to <laughs> say. Everyone, hang your pots and pans out your window and bang them together at 7 p.m. tonight. For all of the doctors on the front line of dealing with people who have been ripped out of Teleran Riyadh, a common occurrence that doctors in 2023 are dealing with. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, it's rough out there. Stay safe. Stay There's safe. A lot. There's a lot of parallels between modern medicine and what happens with Brigitte. 100%.
uh, it's very common, actually. The chat is confirming, right? They're like, yeah, it happens to me all the time. It's just crazy. It's wild out there. <laughs> I don't even know what you were trying to say with that. Well, uh, the, okay. Uh, what I was trying to say <laughs> is, like, the... Um, <laughs> The consent thing can be a problem when, like, trying to save somebody's life, right? Um, either, like... It's 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 not, actually. We have very... We have, like, a, a pretty robust system for how that works, but... I just mean, like, um, for example, there are certain religions <clears throat> or, like, spiritual uh, beliefs mm -hmm. uh, that uh, conflict with, like, medical practices. And, like, maybe, like, uh, you know, a doctor, like, doesn't know that and... Uh, does some kind of like procedure that's like, at, like not um, that 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 they would never have consented to, but they were like injured, couldn't consent. There was you know there's like, uh, like people get injured and they're not able to be conscious or make medical decisions for themselves, mm -hmm. and uh, you know doctors have to uh make choices like like they they have to do whatever that they can do and Elena's kind of put in a position where there was like something she could do mm -hmm. even though the person who was like dying couldn't consent to mm -hmm. whatever was happening right um obviously uh, a water bond in your head with lifelong consequences is probably not on the table i don't know i say probably maybe it's happened out there but <laughs> yeah yeah i just mean like it, that's a tough situation and it, and it was in, it was represented in a really interesting way with Brigitte and Elaine. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 What? Nothing. I just, that, it was just very funny for you. That, that just made me laugh. <laughs> I enjoyed it. There's a lot of parallels between modern medicine and what happened with Brigitte. In the U.S., you could be bonded for life to your medical debt. So that, that you know is what? actually, like, pretty close. I would much rather be Cod Swain's warder than have medical debt in the United States. Um... <sighs> Wolf, yeah, wolf. Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, we did. We definitely, I, I definitely lived in the states without insurance for seven years, which was great because I, I would just go to work sick. That's the healthy thing to do when you work in food service, right? Yeah, I that. literally didn't have a choice. Like, I would lose my job. Like, it's it's such a. It, now that I'm in a position where I don't have to do that, I feel so lucky. Like, I'm very grateful. But like, I didn't have health insurance, and I was barely getting by, and I've worked in a restaurant. And if I was sick, I would just be sick at work because what was I going to do? Lose my job? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. it's it's fucking crazy. Yeah. It's bad. Um, we bad cut over to Perrin. Perrin and Slayer still fighting. They're still bopping around. Mm -hmm. They're bopping, twist it. You know, they're doing a little bit of a... Um, bop it, twist it, flick yeah, it, pull it. A bop it. They're called bop it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's narcissistic. Um <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, Sir Bop created a bop it. Like, what? Sir How? Bop is a pretty... <laughs> Sir Bop is a pretty good name. The the big bad of the real play relay should be named Sir Bop. I don't actually know who who bought that for the relay, so I don't know what Sir, the... Sir Bop would definitely be what George Lucas would name a DJ in Star Wars. Sir Bop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A droid DJ? From the man who created Sleaze Bagano, the drug dealer. <laughs> Sir Bop would be the DJ name. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Sir Bops a lot. Guys, I think that's what I need to call myself. I need to be Sir Bops a lot. Why? Because I feel like that's a good name for me. I come up with songs. I like sing intros. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's always a bop. Sir Nerdy Bops a lot. Oh my god, wait, that's my new channel name. Come on over to Sir Nerdy Bops a lot. Rant on for... the puzzle I sponsored will have to be Bop It themed. Oh my god. 
Yes, yes, yes. You too can send in your own puzzle if you support the roleplay relay with Wait, the Kickstarter. Having people pass around a bop it at the table as a puzzle in D and D is such a funny idea. That would actually be very funny. We could buy one. Oh my god! And like the longer you go, the like fewer enemies you have to fight or some shit like we come up with like a puzzle that's bop it related i had to do a puzzle in my other campaign where one person had to do a logic puzzle to like close this portal Mm -hmm. (laughs) um (laughs) um 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 (laughs) wow uh baron roller skates there's there's podcast listeners who'd be like did did my car just stop what's going on uh baron roller skates uh that that is definitely the largest super chat i've ever seen in my life um holy fuck thank thank you so much and it's your first one um wow Long time listener, first time super chatter, morally ambiguous characters, Land here too on, hit a lot differently for the cynical nihilistic Gen Xers like me, who were RJ's original audience. P.S. Varen is a hardcore adult ADHD. P.P.S. Shout out to Deadsy and other Wattisms and Wattmania alums. Baron Rosecase, thank you wow. so much. Um, wow. Wow. I do not have words at the moment. Thank you for the super duper, super califragilisticexpialidocious chat. And I appreciate you sharing um, your perspective on Landfair and Tuon. I, I definitely, I can definitely see what you're talking about there. And I think that's a really interesting point of view. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I hear that. And also the, the, like, the idea of, like, Varen being, like, being ADHD and just hyper-focusing on the dark one and, like, the dark friends, uh, that, 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 that rings true, you know? Like, I, f- I feel that. <clears throat> wow. What wow. mania. What mania. Is that... I don't know what Wattmania is. Was there a wrestling league for people who like the Wizard of Time? The Wizard of Time? <laughs> the Wizard of Time? The Wizard of Time? <laughs> the Wizard of Time! <laughs> Why? Oh my god. Where did that come from? <laughs> I, I The super chat threw me off! Hey, Holly. What'd you expect? Guys, uh, Holly Wolf, go follow her on YouTube. She's downstairs right now, actually. She's um, downstairs And right it's now. probably like, the fuck is going on? Because uh, Holly's coming with us to LA, so yeah. we're going to... Wow, I... Wow. <laughs> I have literally never seen a super chat. Wow. Um, <laughs> Bear, I'm so sorry. Bear. And I'll stand there just, with okay. the wizard. Bear on roller skates. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much for that. Um, um, that's pretty wild. That is pretty wild. Uh, wow. <clears throat> yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Cool. Well, that's uh, our show. We'll see you guys in two weeks for the next. No, book we're just club. gonna stop because no, no. How do we? How do we? Okay, come on. Uh huh. We uh-huh. need to get back on the rails. Yeah. Okay. We need to. We need to find the. These are the rails. Uh huh. We need to get on them. Uh. Or get on them. That there. Now you're. Now you're on them. On the rails. Uh huh. Off the rails. Wait, on what? the rails, off the rails. The you know what I mean? No, I we need to get we need to get on the rails. Okay, okay. Like I'm, a train. I mean, do you know what a train is? No. Okay, so a train is like a locomotive that pulls 
a series of cars. Oh, they have that in the Wheel of Time. Uh, they, they they have yeah, the yeah, locomotive. Yeah. They haven't really built the rest of it yet, but yeah, right, we're right, getting right. there. Okay, uh, okay. So we need to get the train on the rails. Okay. And you're off the rails. You said the steam whatever thing in the Wheel yes. of Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah, they have to put yeah, it on yeah, like a track. Yeah. What's up, oh, everybody? Okay. Welcome cool, 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 back cool. <clears throat> to. Um, Welcome back to this. Welcome, welcome back. Uh, we're we're good. We're good. Ooh. On the rails. We're we're on the rails. Yes, Bear. Thank you so much. I don't know if I will fully ever recover from that, but I really appreciate it. So Marisa just says, "Get railed." So God damn it. Get get. I mean, I think we would get taken off YouTube. Like, I don't think the the stream. Like, I think we'd get taken down. Do you know? Do you know who is the? You know who the Wizard of Time is, though, right? I thought you were going for a Wizard of Oz reference. No, but you know what you know what the Wizard of Time is, right? No. You've never you don't know the Yu-Gi-Oh card Wizard of Time? No. Oh my god, wait, wait. I have to derail the podcast for one more second. <laughs> Holly! <laughs> Would you like to read Holly's uh comment? Mom and Dad getting railed upstairs, my eyes in here. Sorry, Holly. Sorry. Uh go for a walk. Oh, it's um, the time wizard. Look at this little guy. What the fuck? He's is that? so cute. Sure, sure. That looks like a children's toy. Yeah. Um. No, no, it is. It's a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah but sure. the Time Wizard is a very useful card, uh, and I, I love him very much. I don't know anything about Yu-Gi-Oh, so. You've never seen an episode of Yu-Gi-Oh? No. We should do Yu-Gi-Oh no, reactions. No, no, no. No, we should. It'd be no. so fun. So there are rails. Believe in the heart of the cards. The heart of the cards, you You are here. You've got to believe in the heart of the cards. The rails are right here. The heart of the cards, Yugi. Yu-Gi-Oh! Yugi from Yu-Gi-Oh! is without oh a doubt Tavirin. He has sure. to be Tavirin. Sure, you know what? No one but a Tavirin could pull Exodia. Why don't we just fucking react to all of Pokemon while we're at it? Jesus Christ. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, but so it's one, like, 50-hour YouTube video. No. No. The heart of the cards, Rand. You must believe. You're already going to do one piece. How the fuck are we going to have time for anything else? I don't like having a life, okay? That's I just want to watch anime and get yelled at by weebs on the internet who don't have sex. Fair. You know what? That's fair. That's fair. Now I want to know what, like, what, what, what was that? What mania? What mania? I want to know what that is. All right, we need to move on. Uh, sorry. What, sorry. We do have a flight to Bears catch. on roller skates. You're the fucking best. Thank Thanks you so much. Thank Where you. were we? We were in Teller and Riyadh. Uh, pa you know, uh, Perrin and Hopper, or Perrin, Perrin and Hopper, Hopper fight Slayer, Slayer. They're, they're, they're fighting. Back to Egwene. Yeah. Egwene, she kills Mestra. Yeah. Right away. Boom. Yeah. Uh, and then she imagines that Evan Elaine is just real dumb. She's really dumb. And then she is. Yeah. Victory. Vi <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. Um, so Masana shows up and tries to control Egwene and Egwene is like, nah, bitch, and runs away. Um. Yeah. Yeah, she, like, runs into Nynaeve. They come uh, up with a plan where they're, like, back-to-back, -back, like, bopping into a hallway, just blasting. Uh, and they do this a couple of times, and then suddenly a wall falls and six women attack. And Bayer's like, you fucking idiot. If you you you, you showed your strategy, you gotta be fucking random as shit and tell yeah. Riyadh. I love that Bear is literally, like, part of the fucking, like, like background you know what i mean yeah. like like it's not invisible but just is like the colors and textures of the walls or whatever yeah. like oh my well, god well but i also love that they're like crouching like there's a moment where like the wise women are like pee peeing out of shadows and they're just like we're here too <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah. they disappear again yeah yeah um then the wall explodes yeah um and then perrin and hopper are they run into a Gwyn. <laughs> Yeah. They're chasing Slayer. And Egwene is like, oh, what the fuck are you doing? No, no, no. The first thing that happens is Perrin is like, 
Egwene, it's really dangerous. You shouldn't be here. And Egwene mm-hmm. is like, what? I'm the motherfucking ambulance seat. You shouldn't be here. I'm a dreamer. All right. God damn it. Um, well, and it's funny. What I think is funny about this is that the the wise ones have the like mentality of Teleran Riyadh does not have to be for channelers. Mm-hmm. Right? We know that there are wise ones with them right now who are not channelers. Yes, and, and it's the time it takes for the women to weave that is the time that, like, they're, they get killed. That's not what I'm talking about right now, though. Oh, what sorry, I'm sorry. specifically talking about is Egwene is like, how are you here? Right. And I think that it's, the like, the fucking audacity of these characters <laughs> to continue to be like, well, only women can do this. And it's like, why? Why do you think that, right? And I mean, she doesn't say that. Like, it's not like only women can do this, but she has. She does not know how he can be there. A hundred percent. But if there are women who can't channel, mm-hmm. who can go to Teller and Riyadh, you just have to assume there are men who can too. Totally. Right. Like that. It, it doesn't make sense for that to be a gendered thing. Yeah. Um. Her being like, you shouldn't be here. Totally agree. Yeah. Totally. totally yeah. Agree. And, and she's like, uh, ropes. <clears throat> and Perrin is like. <clears throat> Yeah, I actually, I do like that Perrin seems to be stronger in Teleran Riyadh than any of them. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. because I think his connection to it is more naturalistic, mm-hmm. right? I think that it's more based on, like, his, um, his power seems to be almost, like, more directly tied to that world than hers is. Yeah. Whereas she's more of an interloper there, and he is believing himself to be there fully. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. and someone tries to bailfire them, and Perrin is like, no. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, and I, I kind of wish that moment had come up later when, when um, Masana gets the uh, the Adam on Egwene. Yeah. I kind of wish she'd been like, hey, if Perrin can block Balefire here. It's just a weave. Yeah, it, I, I, it would have been a nice, a it would have been a nice moment to like touch on Egwene being, acknowledging learning from the boys. Yeah, well, and she hasn't seen Perrin since also book two or th- two, yeah. two, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, so um, the Masana bail or probably fake Masana bail fires and Is Perrin. It? No, I don't. I think it's just someone. I think it's fake Masana. It just says a woman. So okay. Uh, so um. Oh yeah, because then the wall collapses and she dies. So whoever right, right, right. it was, not important. So he basically pulls a Yoda from uh the prequels, and he just kind of like puts his hand out, and the bail fire goes. Yeah. And then she's like, "You just stop bail fire," and he's like, "It's just a weave, Egwene." And Perrin has never been sexier in his fucking life <laughs> than when he's looking over his shoulder being like, it's just a weave. Just a weave, baby. Boop, and he boops out of there. <laughs> uh, fucking uh, love Perrin here. It's yeah. a really, really, really great moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, we cut back to Gawain. Gawain is still fighting, uh, and uh, he takes wound after wound after wound, and he kills the last one and mm-hmm. then slumps over. Mm-hmm. Masana... Holy shit, there's some point of views in this chapter. Yeah, Masana. this one bops around. Yeah. But, but in a way that was still, like, cohesive. Like, I, I liked it. Oh, no, it totally made sense. It got yeah. to all the point of views that I wanted it to. It wasn't, like, cutting to Eteralde in the fucking, like, north. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. very focused on this fight and this... Basically, shit that happened under the dome. Yeah. And uh, Masana is talking with Katarin. This is where... Oh, yeah, right. This is where Masana makes Katarin um, look like her. Uh... Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. And, Called it. Uh, Masana gets excited about the prospect of having a dream spike. Mm-hmm. And so she wants to know where Egwene got it from. Yeah. Even though yeah. Egwene doesn't have it and doesn't even know about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, we've got fake Masana, which someone said, uh, Preston says, uh, Fasana. We got Fasana walking around, yeah. uh, which is actually Katarine. Um, and then we jump back to Perrin. Um, and, uh, oh man. Uh, and Slayer throws Hopper off of the, t- the tower. Yeah, stabs him and then throws him. Yeah. It's brutal. Yeah. And Perrin, like, full on, like, does not Andrew Garfield it. You know what I mean? He Toby Maguire's it. He catches him, gets him safely to the ground, but he breaks his leg. Uh, well, no, he doesn't. I no, I thought the arrow went through his leg, or did he also break his leg? Doesn't he like land and his leg is fucked up, and then Slayer stabs him in the stomach? No, but he Slayer shoots and the arrow goes through Hopper into Perrin's leg. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But he hurts his leg. He does catches. Him. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so Hopper is is Hopper barely dies, hanging on there. Hopper dies again. Yeah. But Hopper's like actually dead this time. Well, not the, well, Perrin has a moment with him before he actually dies. Yeah, it's sweet. It's a really sweet right. moment. That's not yeah, yeah. here. That is a bit later on. But like, yeah. yeah. And and as this was happening, we were kind of like, oh uh, yeah, no, Hopper's Hopper's not gonna make it because Hopper's had this like teacher role and that has been fulfilled. And so Hopper being a loss isn't like unsatisfying because there was no like arc that was left hanging there. But it is. It is. It is, it is incredibly sad and heartbreaking yeah. and a, a pivotal moment for Perrin and, you know, does help set some of the stakes of, like, like people dying. Like, he, like Hopper is permanently dead. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't, they, he's not a, he's not in the wolf dream anymore, right? When he, he, did, he, he did the second time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I, I, I got that question. Like, people were like, do you think that this moment raises the stakes in the way that you wanted? Um, and I, I don't. Oh, I think okay. that it does. I think that it's good for um, Perrin's arc. Uh, I don't necessarily think that this, like, changes the stakes of the last battle in the way that I think people want me to say that it does. Oh, I see what um, you're saying. Because I definitely felt like the stakes were, um, rare. Uh, no, um... I hate you. <laughs> sorry, I can't. Uh, we love some steak. Um, no, I, I definitely felt like a shift. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. And it was it was one of those things where it's like, yeah, I kind of knew it was coming and it kind of made sense. But, you know, they still did it. There was still the follow-through. And it, for what it means for, for Perrin, that that changes him as a person. And we see it change him as a person. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think it is still an element, though, of this series still has our heroes win. Yep. And, like, yes, yeah, yeah Hopper well, dies. Well, Slayer got away, so... Slayer gets away, but the Dream Spike is destroyed. Yeah. And there's... Masana dies. Right? Like, I... there There's... Yes, yes, there are some wolves who are dead, and that is very sad. Yeah. But I wouldn't say that, like, the Dark Ones won this one. You know what I mean? They, they clearly no, lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Slayer <clears throat> Slayer getting away does mean that he can fight another day, which is fun, because I actually find the fighting with Slayer really interesting and fun to read. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I, I don't think it necessarily... It still gets into my issue with the series of I just want the I, I want the dark side to win something at some point. Yeah, and like killing Hopper isn't a win. It is a like not a sacrifice, but it is a, a martyr situation for the fight of the good side. Yeah, but but the, the good side still wins this encounter, right? Uh, and I just I I really want the I I don't know what the rest of this book holds. I think it's badness for Andor because Elaine seems to be underserved in the last two books, mm. and it kind of feels like everybody's getting something. 
um, in this um, these two books to set them up for the last book. I feel like Perrin's stuff is mostly done. I feel like Rand's stuff is mostly done and set up, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like Egwene's stuff is mostly done and set up. Yeah. And so this last section to me, the two characters who still have things that need to be accomplished before we can get to the final book are Matt with the Tower of Genji and Elaine with this invasion of Andor. And I think the yeah. Tower of Genji is going to go well. Yeah. Well, and I and think the invasion of Andor, I, I hope to God, is the thing that goes poorly. Yeah. I They have to get to the Tower. Like, this, this book is called Towers <clears> of Midnight. <throat> yeah. And so I feel like we kind of have to get to the Tower of Genji in this book, but who knows? So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. We'll Pie see. Pie Guy, have a safe flight. We'll be joining in the air in a few hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um... Ember Eye says, I was spoiled for Hopper's death by the AOT guy last week. I am very sorry to hear that. I'm and I'm sorry. sorry. We are, we've walked away from Attack on Titan because it's just gotten ridiculous. But. Yeah, yeah. We just, it is. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm really sorry to hear that, Ember Eye. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. It was a, it was a big moment. Um, but uh, yeah, it was well done. But yeah, no, I, I yeah, I definitely, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm, I just want the, I just want the bad guys to win something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, just, I hear just you. Just anything in these books. I just want them to win one thing. Yeah. And, like, yes, Hopper's death is tragic and sad and really well written, but it doesn't raise the stakes for me because the good guy still got the win in the end. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I don't think it, like, goes, like, fully, like, and I think that that's where you're coming from. But I do feel, I did feel that there was a shift for me personally. Yeah. 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 Um, Sean says, seriously, not even started the journey to Genji yet is frustrating. I, I, yeah, I... Was hoping that that was going to be... There just isn't a lot of book left. I Here's the thing. I haven't personally found it frustrating because Matt dealt with the Golem. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. there's been shit that's happening. It's not like Matt is just sitting around and waiting. If it was a, if it was a lot of nothing, which, you know, kind of felt like so, like in the slog, sometimes that was the case. Like, Matt's been Matt's been doing things, and so I, I haven't felt that frustration, but I, I hear you because I do want to get to that point. I agree with that. I also think that... I don't really see the point in bringing Moraine back for just the last battle. Really? Yeah, I just think it's like, if you were going to do it, I would want her to come back and like, I just don't know what one more Aes Sedai does for the last battle. Moraine also coming back is a problem for Elaine. Why? Because Moraine has a claim to the throne of Kyrian. She's been running from that claim for 26 years. Oh, no. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Moraine is not a problem. Moraine will never... If Mar, if Moraine thinks that there is a 1% chance that stepping in Kyrian will make her queen, she will evade that country until the ends of the earth. Yeah. If, if it means moving to Shara and becoming a seven-year ruler of Shara... She will avoid becoming the queen of Kyrian more than any fucking human alive. That she does not want that post. Elaine is not in any danger. I just I okay. If if Elaine is attacked in Andor and mm-hmm. this whole situation goes very very poorly, yeah. Rand having Moraine as a queen or temporary leader of Kyrian to lead them into the last battle, I don't think is out of the question. Because if 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 Elaine is trying to get the Sun Throne and can't because Andor gets fucking wrecked, right? Like okay. we say might happen. Yeah. Someone's got to bring the Kyrians to heal, and that person might be Moraine. I, I'm just saying. Sure. I, I I I don't think it's out of the question. Although you know she is dead, people think she's dead. I, people would have to like know that she was back, and like I don't know how that would happen. I think the last battle is going to supersede that. Probably, yeah, yeah. I probably. also, um, I also am kind of of the mind right now that the last battle, 
I, I wish that Elaine wasn't going to still be pregnant for it if it's in a couple weeks. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It's kind of unfortunate she, she's going to be kind of like sidelined by that, but. Yeah. Or she'll be there pregnant and that'll feel weird. Well, no, because the babies are at a point where she can feel them kicking, but other people can't. So I'm assuming she's, yeah, not, not far. Like She's only like four or five months in. Yeah. 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 She's yeah. like halfway. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Um. So we get to the next chapter. Yes. <clears throat> Uh, oh, Perrin jumps into a nightmare with Slayer, yes. hoping that he'll get the upper hand in the nightmare. Uh, we cut back to Egwene, and Egwene, the battle is raging. Shit's getting blown up. She pops into a room, and who's there? Nicola. Who dies immediately? Nicola. Fucking sad. That that was sad. Nicola hurt me more than Hopper did, because Hopper at least was an old wolf. He got to live a full life, and then he got to live some time in the Teleran Riyadh. Yes, he's dead forever. It's very tragic, but Nicola's a kid. Who's just yeah. trying to live up to these people she looks up to and wants to be helpful? That hurts more to me. Like you know, the the life cut short is so tragic. There. Yeah, yeah, and the, I and think because what, she's trying to do the right thing. Well, and what makes it especially tragic for me is that Nicola is basically our main characters without the hero shields. Right. Yeah. All of our main characters <laughs> o- tried to overreach. You know, tried to do more than than. They, they maybe could handle, and they succeed. They succeeded. You know, some of them are Treverans. Some of them got lucky. So, like, like there's, like, there is, there is so much about Nicola that is also similar in our main characters, and Nicola is the one who dies. And it, and it, yeah. it just, yeah, it was really tragic. You know, she's got, like, at least 300 years ahead of her. Well, I don't know, 300 change. I don't know. Um, but, like... Yeah. And she was, you know, she she had uh, some talents as well. She was, like, motivated, and she learned lessons where she did the wrong thing and changed her mind. Like, and, and so it was just, oh, yeah, that one, that one, that was sad. Yeah, people are like, she's 26. I thought she was, like, 22, but a 22-year-old to me is a child. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but also 26, if, you're, if, you're, if your lifespan is 250... And you live to 26, you live 10% of your life. That's, that's pretty still, rough. That's still young. Yeah, right? yeah, that's pretty rough. Hopper was an older wolf already. True. Um, but, uh, yeah, th- th- this uh, this moment with Nicola feels to me like, oh, well, somebody has to die in this fight. And this is a character that isn't as important. <laughs> and so th- th- Nicola can die. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I think it was a very intelligent choice on the like author's part you know yeah i just wish it was someone more important i was kind of thinking like a sawan a leanne leanne would have been a good one here just someone a little i i I kind of i want the stakes to be higher i know and so for me like nicola is a tragic death that is also kind of a like we can kill nicola because she's not that important well and there's a couple named i said i who die but like yeah yeah, they like they don't really mean anything like i was like oh sad Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like uh, yeah yeah no i i i I hear you. Um, but uh, we do end up fighting Masana. Egwene gets pulled down, and it's Egwene versus Masana. Yeah, she puts and Adam an Adam on goes her. around the neck. And Egwene starts panicking. As she should. Yeah. And then she's like, wait, I'm in fucking Teleran Riyadh. There is no collar. Just like there is no war in Bossing Say. And Masana's like, where the fuck is Boss? Wait, what did you say about the collar? <laughs> and then Egwene snaps her brain with her brain. Yeah. Shit's fucking crazy. Yeah. Just like fucking goes, Hah! and then Masana's like, Hah! and she's like, Hah! and Masana's like, Hah! pretty much. Yeah. It's pretty much rad. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Matt, Dakuna also says you look like Miller. Hi, Dakuna. <laughs> oh. From Expanse, not your sibling. I was like, really? Not okay. your sibling. No, no. <laughs> I don't see that. Oh, my God. I don't think Miller don't would think ever allow who... themselves to have a beard like this. Probably not. Um, uh, yeah, d- I yeah, feel I like I did kind of go for, like, the Miller haircut. I'm, but I'm digging it. I like it. I just, mine is a little less greasy than his, so I think it works a little bit better. Well, it's also shorter, like, on yeah, the top. Yeah, yeah. Like, his is, like, full floof, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, she just snaps, and then she fucking... Her mind picks is up broken. Her, she picks up Masana's corpse with the power, teleports upstairs, and then parades it around the room, and everyone's looking at it like, who's, who's that? that? Oh, it's Masana. And they're like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Like, oh, damn. And one of the wise ones is like, I've seen this before. She's probably, um, like, literally the, shitting herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's never yeah, yeah. going to do anything ever again. I was like, holy fuck. Yeah, Egwene and, is ruthless. Well, and it's interesting because, like, she's not dead, so the Dark One can't bring her back. Yes. So she's stuck in limbo until after. Yeah, they need to bailfire that body. Um, yeah. Uh, get that out of the timeline. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I, um... Yeah, another Forsaken down. Another one bites the dust. First fight down. It is the trend. Which Forsaken will be able to win a fight? Coming up next time on The Wheel of Time, book 14. Can the Forsaken get fucking anything done? Uh, We'll find out next time in October. Uh, No, it's so far away. We're going to be here every week. Talking about the Wheel know, of Time, and I we're know. gonna have so much fun. I know, I am excited. I am excited. There's, so, there's gonna. I'm so excited to dive back into the season one of the show. Me too. Uh, and try and not be too harsh on it. Good luck. I know. Uh, we cut back to Perrin. Perrin is racing through a nightmare version of Tarman Gaiden, fighting Slayer, uh, and the ground beneath him in the nightmare opens up, and he's like, "Oh shit, that's a dream volcano!" And he shows, throws the dream spike into the dream volcano. No more dream spike. No more dream spike. Uh, and so fucking Slayer's like, God damn it, I fucked up. And he runs away like a little baby. <laughs> like a little coward. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Perrin goes back to Hopper and holds him as he dies. Yep. Yeah. It is, as the kids say, tragic. Yeah. Yeah. That it, that, that one that one sucked. I was like, no, poor Hopper. And I just, like, Perrin afterwards. Perrin is, Perrin's having a rough go of it. And... He deserves, he deserves better. Um, there's a lot of Lord of the Rings references throughout the series. How yeah. did you feel about Gosh, this? Gosh, into the fire! I liked this one. Me too, I love it. it. It definitely felt like a callback to Lord of the Rings uh-huh. uh, in a way that wasn't as direct as some of the book one stuff was. Yeah. Uh, and I just thought this was a really nice, like, um, this was a really nice way to homage a series that definitely inspired this series, but do it in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. And the dream element of it, I thought, was just really successful. I thought this whole fight with Slayer, Hopper, and Perrin was really good. Uh, and I, I was just riveted by the whole thing. Yeah. 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 We cut to Egwene, uh, who wakes up, finds Godwin there, and is like, no, you're going to die unless I bond you. Hot. And he's and like, only like, if you want to. She's like, of course I want to. And it's it's sweet. It's cute. It's, it, it yeah, is it's a good moment. It's sweet. It's sweet. And he's like, you didn't light enough lanterns. And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and so we cut back to Perrin, and Perrin wakes up, and Fahil and Masuri are looking over him, and he's like, I'm good. I'm good. Hopper's yeah. dead, you know. Because uh, Fahil is like, I, I, you're sad. And yeah. He's like, yeah, Hopper died. And she's um, like, I'm so sorry. But we, we kind of get uh, the news that because of what he did, his people are safely moving their asses to Whitebridge, and uh, it's going well. Uh, and so, yeah. like, he's depressed, 
but he was successful. Yeah. And his people are going to be safe. And to him as a leader, that's what's important. Yeah. But it doesn't get rid of the, like, wrongness that he's, like, feeling. He's like, no, there's there's something else going on here. This isn't quite finished. Like, he, yeah. he, he, he feels it, you know? Yeah, he's Those got them wolf, wolf senses. senses. They're tingling, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wolf man, wolf man, does whatever a wolf can. Can he run in the dream? Yes, he can do anything. Look out, Perrin's a wolf man. <laughs> <laughs> Chat heard that. Oh my and god. That was uh Thanks, Hollywood's Holly. contribution. Hilarious. Speaking of wolves. Oh my god. Speaking of wolves. Uh okay, so we cut to Graindoll. And Graindoll is like probably sitting in her chair in like a really sexy way. You know what I mean? Like Graindoll's yeah, yeah. in her chair like this. That like, is too much thigh for YouTube. Graindoll's just in her chair like, ah fuck. <laughs> I wanted to kill Perrin. It's like darn, this is unfortunate. Ah, spring the trap anyways. It's like, okay, all right. Fucking Grendel. Yeah, she's she's got to get a win, you know. This is this is real real cute. You don't like my pasty white thighs. I love that like your thighs and forearms are like a different color. Like what if do you, you mean? well, actually no, no. I think it was just the lighting They're over not here. That different. Nah, you got a bit of a tan. Nerdy Whiteley. <laughs> Look, you guys. I don't go outside. I make YouTube videos and I read the Wheel of Time. Yeah, yeah. Although we might get some sun in LA. I brought sunscreen. You might. What? You're just gonna... gonna walk around with a parasol. You know who has a parasol? Robbie. Can you get me a parasol? No. In the wow. Threefold Land, chapter 39. This is a chapter people definitely want us to talk about, and I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, I uh, We finally get Avienda back. She's running through the desert, uh, and then she stops for the night, and a woman named Nakomi comes up and um, basically explains all of the character growth that she's supposed to have, and uh, then she disappears. And then leaves. How'd you feel about Nakomi? I don't know. I was literally like, I was like, and we met, we met God. Yeah. I, I don't know how I feel, but I, I don't know that I like no, this. No, I don't know how I feel about this until this whole section is over because it feels, whatever happened here feels too easy if it's just yeah. a random person that she found. So I, I don't. I don't know. At first, I was like, oh, shit. Like, as soon as Nakomi, like, appeared, I was like, is Nakomi, like, a Forsaken or something? But I was like, who the fuck? It's Asmodian. Fuck off. It better fucking not be. Um, I just... I Yeah, I didn't love this. Uh, but the reason why I didn't love it is particularly because it felt like an author insert to be like, and this is the lesson about the, the fucking Aiel that needs to be learned. And I was like, oh, I kind of would like for like characters I know to like come up with this on their own and like come to these conclusions because of their their interactions with the story rather yeah, than just yeah. having some a woman literally walk out of the desert and just like basically give the final answers to the test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I hope that this is like part of the Ruidian thing or that like. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like I have any strong guesses or evidence as to what it might be. And so I'm just kind of a bit weird on it. I am super down for this to be part of something really badass and cool. Like, like, don't yeah, get me yeah. wrong. I would love, for, I would love for this to like pay off, but it by itself was very strange. I was so confused. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's one of those things where like, 
this has to if if this comes back in a way that makes it cool, it'll be fun. I still think where it happens in the book is very random. It just sort of is like slid in between these other chapters. I genuinely It's very short. It's like a conversation that Yeah. I, I agree and like I agree with what Nakomi's saying. I just don't love a character who has nothing to do with the story showing up and just telling off the end of these things. Yeah. My only so my only like idea well, I kind of have two ideas that this is like part of Ruidian. And that, like, Nakomi is uh, one of the ancestors of, of Avienda somehow. Okay. But she hasn't gone through the things, and so I don't know. That we really know, know of. She might have. She, yeah, I don't she, know. This but might... then she sees Ruidian. I, I don't know. If the reveal is that this happens while this is her Ruidian thing. Yeah. And she's, like, in a loop or something that she has to get out of. Yeah, or, yeah. like, she can't get out of Ruidian until she accepts what Nakomi's telling her. If there's something like that and they make it magical, I think that it could be really fun. If it turns out that she's, like... Like my other the creator idea. sent a person to come tell Avienda this. Yeah, if it's I like God, like it, it's a bit weird. Right. Uh, my other idea is that maybe because the Dark One's influence is creeping in and the world is falling apart, maybe the wheel is starting to crack and break, and that like it is a future version of Avienda or like a future like person, mm-hmm. uh, like an Aiel who, uh, or, or even a past one, like uh, like. Um, but I, I think that if the, either this is part of Ridian or that the wheel is is breaking and that this might be like a fracture either in time yeah. or mm-hmm. in like the dream world or in the portal stones of some kind. But I don't know and I don't really get it. So and any of those things would be interesting to me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. But uh, the, the uh, yeah, I just this chapter and where it is, I, I just it, it I didn't really mean anything to me. I yeah. do agree that, like, I, I, I really like the element of it that is, like, what is the point of getting strong if there's nothing to be strong for? Yeah. Like, I really do like the concept of that, and I think the, like, conversation is really smart. It is just the fact that it happens with this random woman who is clearly not real. Know. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kyle, thank you so much for that super chat. Parasol fun. Now you have to get me a parasol. Um, I've got the kids this weekend, so I won't uh, get to see you while you're here in L.A., but it's going to be hot and sunny. You'll need parasols. I'm excited. I love the warmth. It's going to be 30 degrees. Although, I mean, I don't know how much... We're, we're going to be in the con center. So. Sean says, Nakomi is the doctor just stepping out of her TARDIS to fix history for some reason. Obviously, lol. I mean, yeah, I, that's kind of what I hope she it comes back. Like. If this is the only thing that this Nakomi character does in the whole series, I'm going to be like, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know why you did that. Yeah, but. yeah. But yeah, <laughs> Kyle, thank you for that super chat. I just, I don't love when, like, it feels like characters need to be handed things in order to understand their world. I want it to be, like, part of Avienda and connected to her somehow. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to just being God shows up and is like, here are the answers that yeah. you want. Uh, Arzu, thank you for that super chat. I want photos <laughs> of both of you holding cute parasols. We will get cute anime parasols at Anime Expo this weekend and I'm, we'll take a photo. probably sell that at Anime Expo. Parasols? Yeah, all those weaves yeah. are so fucking pale. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anime fans can't go outside. Uh, chapter 40, the horniest chapter of the book, a making. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Perrin. Making a baby. Perrin's feeling bad about Hopper, and so yeah. he starts to bang it out with Neeld in the sweat tent, uh, known as the Forge. And everyone shows up and watches as yep. he... Guys, okay, if you didn't it's watch like our audio reaction... It's a wedding ceremony. I started to laugh so hard because this was the most sexual fucking shit you've ever heard, heard in your Karen life. Karen started leaking. But when it got to the line, something leaked out of him. I know. And then Neil is like exhausted at the end and he was like... Oh my god, I was all right until the six wise ones joined in. I fucking yeah, lost yeah, it at yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I 
And it's so good. Like, this whole sequence is so good. And I enjoyed it on two separate levels at the exact same time. Yeah. Like, the making of Ma'alainir, Ma- 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 so Ma- good. Lanier, yeah. The sexual writing of, like, Perrin banging away. And, like, there was so much banging Everybody in the watching. tent. Everybody watching. It went hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It just, like, yeah. I... This... I don't know if this is why someone commissioned this chapter, but what you got was me just, I lost it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was losing it that whole fucking yeah. time. It's not Mjolnir. It is not Mjolnir. Mjolnir. It's Meow Meow. It's... Um, oh. From the first Thor? Meow Meow? Shh. Right, right, right. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, and so he makes his hammer, and it's super sexy, and he calls it Mjolnir, he who soars. To commemorate Hopper. Yeah, and that was beautiful. I, I really like that he broke his old hammer. Like, he kind of, like, ruined his old hammer to, to make, make his new, new one. one. Yeah. This hammer definitely cannot be used as a blacksmith's tool. No, this is a war hammer. Uh, you're not creating anything with this. But it does have the one power infused into it. Neil had some, like, yeah. Tavirin brain moment. vision. And was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but it just, it feels right. This, you guys, this feels right. I, I just, um, I love... I love the idea that Perrin goes through this whole arc of being like, a hammer can be a weapon or it can create. And then that arc ends with him being like, and I use that hammer to make a hammer that definitely... You're not swinging create. a fucking two-handed, four-foot-long hammer in a blacksmithy with anything close. You can barely close. hold with one hand. Yeah. Like, with anything close to being um, precise, right? And so he literally, like, at the end of Perrin's arc, he makes the exact hammer that cannot create. And I think it is so funny... Yeah. That we've gone through this whole bullshit about what, what hammers fucking, to create, I, yeah. axes to destroy, and then he makes the the one fucking hammer. I thought he was going to make a really cool, like, one-handed hammer, have a shield. But no, he makes fucking Ajax's hammer from Troy. It's like four feet long. And yeah. is like, this is a this is a weapon now. Yeah. No, I, 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 I was like, whatever, I don't care. I loved it. I thought it was great. Like, I, I understand what the metaphor was mm-hmm. and was trying to be. And I think it's really interesting for parents, like, arc, um... But I, I don't know what it is about, like, fantasy series when they, like, have this whole procedure where they make a weapon. Like, it's one of my favorite parts of Aragon. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Slight spoiler. Sorry. They make a weapon. It's not uh, a spoiler. And they make a weapon. Uh, same with this. I was, like, fucking riveted, even if, you know, we were, like, giggling through it. Um, it was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 I love it. Uh... Rantamore says there's not really much to a blacksmith hammer, I guess, lol. Hammer is a hammer at the point you're a blacksmithing. No, there is definitely, they're not the same thing. You cannot use a four foot long two handed hammer to blacksmith with. Yeah, yeah, that would be. That, rough. <laughs> you, you would be. be. Rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not that I really know how to make hammers, but I, that, that's like, it, it's like f- between four and five feet long. Like yeah, it's well, and you would always need an apprentice holding the fucking thing in place, whatever you're smashing in place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe there is no difference uh, for Randland, you know? Yeah. Um, You yeah. could use it as an anvil. Yeah. It's magical, so you probably can't, like, destroy it by, like, hitting it, right? So it's fine. Uh, We cut over to Fayil. Fayil and Berlain have a very awkward conversation about Perrin, um, mm-hmm. but, which is made more awkward because they do it circling the anvil staring at each other while both of them are so wet yeah you just know watching Perrin make that hammer made everybody in camp moist oh yeah everyone's like slightly horny because everyone gathered around to watch um and uh yeah we get this like very weird there's there's been some interesting stuff with Berylaine yeah Mm -hmm. in this book 
which, which, yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm kind of digging. I kind of digging. Berlin is like, tell Perrin not to attack the white cloaks, right? Mm-hmm. And Fael's like, you dumb idiot. That's not what he's doing. You don't understand men. And she's like, no, I do understand do men. Understand I'm the men. first of my years. I understand. Rand promised Perrin to me. I mean, he didn't say that he promised him to me, but I just interpreted it that way. And I was like, fucking Christ. Yeah, man. I didn't love the whole interpretation thing. Uh, oh, it's it feels very Berlaine. But I was like, Berlaine, you idiot. She's like, no, we're playing politics right now. And Rand is not playing politics, and she yeah. just can't turn that off. Yeah. Like, she just doesn't get it. It's been her whole life. It's how she views the world. It's how she views people. And that's, like, the fundamental difference between Berlaine and Fayil, even though, like, they are very similar in a lot of ways, which mm-hmm. was super interesting. Like, I think that they could have been good, could be good friends. I think they will be. Yeah. Um, because uh, Berlaine is like... Don't worry about the whole parent thing. We're mm-hmm. chill. I'm going to ride Galad's face like a magic broom. Uh, and Fael's like, good for you, girl. Yeah, I, I'm happy for you. Happy for Be you. Be careful. There's a lot of sharp edges. He has a very He's defined chiseled. cheekbones, yeah. very defined jawline. Yeah, 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 So, you know, ride up and down in the middle. Don't go side to side. Yeah, But other than yeah, that, yeah. you should be good to go. Yeah. Uh, we cut over to Perrin. Perrin... Goes over to Elias and is like, hey, I'm good with myself now. And Elias is like, cool, Happy I've got to go. And yeah. Elias, Perrin's like, last hunt. See you there. Last hunt. See you there. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Bye. See ya. Thanks, buddy. I'm, I'm Thanks for being here for the last couple months. That was fun. Uh, Cut over yeah, to Galad. Yeah. And Galad is... Um, uh, Perrin, Perrin has uh, realized the like plot. We kind of skipped over it. But Perrin has looked at the map and been like, wait, they're going to attack where the white cloaks are. Kasulin comes in at the end of the Hammer Forge and is like, they're here. Perrin's like, they're in danger. Uh, and so Perrin... Right, yeah, they looked at the map and it was like, this is the perfect place for an ambush. We cut over to Galad and Galad is woken up by Trom, uh, who's like, they're here. They're above us. They got bows and arrows. We are fucked. Da, 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 da. Because they are. And... Yeah, um, they just don't know how they're getting fucked yet, you know? Bayer pops in the room, and Bayer's point of view here is really interesting to me because he's like, you, this is your fault. You fucked us all. And we know that that's not true, right? Like, no one believes Perrin is going to attack the White Cloaks here, right? Mm-hmm. All of us reading this, we're like, Perrin's up to something. But Bayer's point of view here to me is really interesting because he is right from his point of view. Right. And, like, he's looking at the situation, like, there is an invading force above us mm-hmm. who is mad at us because of... Who we had a chance to stop and you let them go. Mm -hmm. And we're fucked now because of you. And I I respected Bayer here. I'll be right back. Oh, babe, you barely had any of this. I know. Oh, my God. Uh, And so, yeah, Bayer is like, look, you fucked us. And Galad is like, maybe. But for now, we got to fight for the right to party. And he's like, everyone, go 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 tent by tent. And tell people in the tents to put their armor on as quiet as possible. And I just, I want this scene in live action of <laughs> all of these. I like the camera just like pans through a bunch of tents as there's just a bunch of men like trying to really quietly put on their armor. And you just know there's one guy who like drops his glove and is like, I don't think anyone heard me. I don't think anyone heard me. Uh, and so, yeah, um, he, uh, realizes that Perrin's army has all those archers, orders his men to take up shields, but stay in their tents so they can be sneaky, sneaky snakes. Uh, we cut back to Fayil. Fayil is up on that ridge with Berlaine, uh, and Perrin, 
And Alejandra and Perrin is like, hey, you three ladies, once the fighting starts, you got to get out of here. Get out of here. We're going to be fighting. We don't really need you for this. It's going to be fine. And Berlaine is like, yo, please, for the love of God, do not kill the White Cloaks. And Perrin is like, I'm, what, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm not going to kill the White Cloaks. I'm, I'm here to save Galad. And Berlaine's like, what? And then the fighting begins. Boom. I did it without you. Can I help you? Bit. We had a perfectly fine carpet, and then uh-huh. it didn't fit in the room. Uh huh. I said to go to Rugville, and you were like, "No." Yeah, they didn't. I showed you the options, and we were like, "Yeah, no, none of these work." Oops, I just crinkled. Uh, hey, nerdy, remember that scene in Wayne's World when Wayne quits on air and Garth stares at the camera in fear? I do remember that scene. It's a funny scene. I do remember that scene. Yeah, sure, if you uh. Chapter, chapter forty-one, 41. an unexpected alley. Uh, yes, weird. There's like a weird like. This girl Allie, Allie shows up and uh, <laughs> Galad. Allie is Nakomi, actually. Galad is like everybody out of the tents. Form lines at the bottom of the hill. We're not going to go down being sneaky in our tents. We're gonna form lines, and so they start to form lines, and then the arrows loose, and it's like, ah, oh, fuck. Oh no, they're gonna kill us all with their arrows, and then nobody dies, and they're like, wait, what the fuck is going on right now? They're very confused. They're like, wow, they missed by a lot. They shot. Over there in the darkness. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Uh, and so the Ashaman light up the sky. And then we get, I, I like, I, I feel like if you want to know what I feel about, like, the whole thing, go go watch the audiobook reaction. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't want to talk through every beat of this fight, but this fight fucking rocks. It did, yeah. This fight rocks donkey dicks. You know what I mean? It is, like, uh, the, the, the elements of parent strategy going from being very reserved and trying to save the White Cloaks from afar to the the White Cloaks really having a solid plan but just being so overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, the channeler who's using the portal stone to move these Trollocs in. And then the, the the point where it's like, okay, the White Cloak strategy is not working. What do we do? And Perrin rides down the hill full tilt with his people and they go in to save Galad Damadred. And it, it's so yep. good because we were talking about this in the autobook reaction, but it mirrors that first charge down the hill with Lan and Moraine and the Emmonsfield Five. Yeah. Um, when they first rode into the Trollocs in that fight, when they were trying to cross the um, the, the those hills. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just I, I thought like this sequence mirrored that, but this time Perrin is not just swinging around, not knowing what he's doing. He's leading, and he he's doing things intentionally. Yeah. And the Trollocs that once hunted him, he is now hunting. Mm-hmm. Right. Like the, the, he's also like a very like Lord of the Rings reference as well. Yeah, like a hundred percent. Where Gandalf rides down that very very steep hill and just decimates the fucking orcs. Yeah, I just I, I think that like there's really there's so many beautiful parallels for Perrin's journey in this scene in particular. Yeah, and you know I the, this they, section they get to Galad. Galad's been hurt, and Perrin throw like basically throws Galad up on his horse and is like, "You can't move your feet, but you can move your hands." I can't carry it for you. And yeah, there's just this this whole sequence is it's so, it's such a good fight. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. And like most of the white cloaks are dead. Not most. Yeah. A lot of them survive. He had 20,000. I'm assuming he's got 3 or 4 left. Based on You think it's that few? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. They got they 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 got fucked. Yeah, I don't the know. The children the were are. not prepared. The children yeah. are all about finding dark friends, killing shadow spawn, and most of them have never fucking seen a shadow spawn. Well, and they're 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 so uneducated. 
Yeah. And I find that so interesting. I because the weird thing about the shadow spawn in this world is that they are so literal to the borderlanders. Yeah. And so you would think the white cloaks would have like agents in the borderlands learning about them. You would think like no. you would think the but instead the white cloaks are You have to go serve of, and kill Trollocs for a year. Like Well, but the, the the white cloaks are just a bunch of incels. You know what I mean? Like they're they're like the proud boys. Where they just they they have these like lofty things they say they're about. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they don't have the like intelligence, and I mean intelligence like their own smarts and also intelligence in the terms of like don't have like the information they need to actually be effective at what they say they're gonna do. Yeah. They're 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 they are like all of these Americans who call themselves who are like we need a re- well regulated militia because the Second Amendment and it's like your well regulated militia is not useful. Yeah, yeah. You're it, without someone who can actually lead it and without information and without all of these other things. Yeah. And yeah. It's it's just it's really interesting to like the the reading of the white cloaks is being more intimidated by the Aes Sedai because they're women than because they have magic is really interesting to me. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's what it feels like. It feels like there are a bunch of men who do not like that women have power. It does not feel like they care about magic. They don't care about dark friends. They don't know nothing about Trollocs. And well, and here's the thing, you know, the like when these kind of organized religions or cults begin. I think that, like, the most convincing ones have, 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 like, there's truths in there, right? Yeah. There's truths that the Aes Sedai are dangerous. Yeah. Right? And, but, but, but with these, with these groups, it's really easy to manipulate people into a strain of thinking. Um, if you can give them, like, evidence of, of certain truths right like like mm-hmm. um even if they're like only half truths right and that's why it gets so messy like i i really would love to read and this is like so random i would love to read a history of how the white cloaks actually like started mm-hmm. like where they mm-hmm. came from and why and what was their what what were they like and not just like an unreliable narrator about someone writing from back then but like an actual perspective of like what happened how they came to be and then how they came to be what they turned into right like I, I, I do find them kind of fascinating as mm-hmm. as a group because they're kind of f- f- like they're, they're kind of dumb. Like they're like, yeah. yeah, we're here to fight Shadow Spawn, and I don't know, maybe seventy percent of them have never seen a Shadow Spawn. I'm sure yeah. that's a random number, but it's kind of what it feels like. These people fucking break lines, they run away, like they they have no idea what's going on. Well, and they're ineffective in the entire series, right? Yeah, like the, the White Cloaks are essentially good at overwhelming an individual woman on her own. And that that's what they're good at. That that is when they are successful. But like they they get their asses kicked by the Sanchin. Yeah. They get their asses kicked by Matt. They get their asses kicked by Perrin. Like the White Cloaks take so many L's in this series that it's hard and, and granted all of the evil side does, right? The evil side never wins anything. And so nobody on the the opposite not necessarily the evil side, because I don't think the White Cloaks are evil. I think they have a very like morally Skewed. Well, in a very warped um, worldview because of the reality of their world, right? Yeah. I, I don't. I but I don't think that they're evil, right? I Some think that they're just are. a little bit fucked up. Some of them are. Some of them are like, ah, yeah, we're just gonna well, murder these was. people because they're yeah. in our way. But the people who follow those orders, one hundred percent. I'm not yeah. disagreeing with that. Yeah. The, the the point I'm making is that the the white because nobody on the opposing side of the Emmons Field Five ever wins anything. 
And and they also lost to the Sanchen. Yeah. The White Cloaks come off as far more incompetent than they do frightening at this point. Sure, and yeah. And so they're just kind of like, they're just kind of there. And so that and because they're because they come across as incompetent because they keep just losing and losing and losing and losing. That's where the like incel kind of parallel is really visible. There are a bunch yeah. of men who cannot handle the fact who who think that they are morally righteous. Yeah. Against women who have more power than them because they're scared of those women, but they're not actually good at anything. Yeah. Like they're they're good at harassing people who they have more power than. Yeah. That is not impressive, right? Yeah, and and that's kind of why, you know, I say there's maybe three to four thousand left, which I don't know for sure, but I'm kind of hoping that honestly the white cloaks get mostly decimated and that if if they come back after the last battle, that they are fundamentally different, right? I think they're already fundamentally different. I I, I honestly think it doesn't even if they survive. Especially Galad being there makes them fundamentally different. I just mean like you know, like, uh, the the idea of having a group of people who, uh, they want to be protectors of of those that are good and, like, ferret out dark friends. Like, I think that mm-hmm. that, like, is an understandable goal. I just think that they, like, absolutely don't know what the fuck they're doing. But yeah. if most of them are dead, they can kind of, like, restart, you know, rebrand. I rebrand just, a little bit. W- one, of the th- one of the problems I have with the White Cloaks right now is that they... Maybe it's just because Niall's gone and Balwer's gone, mm-hmm. but um, the the the, the Ranland doesn't seem like it's big enough for them to not have the information that they don't have. Like, it, you know what I mean? Like, sorry, what do you mean? What you, information? Like, you can get to the blight and see a Trolloc from Emadicia in like two months. You can get there as an individual. The the Borderlanders would kill the fucking White Cloaks for stepping foot into their territory. No, they wouldn't. Oh my god, yeah. Murder them? No. People hate the White Cloaks. The they, White Cloaks as a faction cannot freely travel around, which is why they're kind of like stuck in certain places where they have influence or favor with the ruler. The Borderlanders would maybe. fucking riot. Like they like and that's what I mean. As an individual, they could maybe go and fight and like see a troll, but the White Cloaks as like a group yeah, yeah, yeah. would have to would have to like work with the Borderlanders and be like, "Hi, we believe in preserving the light and fighting shadow spawn. Let's work together on that. But there's no fucking way that they would have with their previous leadership because they're so righteous, right? Yeah, that's her. Uh, Metheny, thank you so much for that super chat. <laughs> Metheny, thank you. Uh, the Warhammer feels to me like Perrin acknowledging the person he needs to be while paying tribute to his preferred choice. It's an okay outcome for me. It's okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Honestly, I... And I like the hammer a lot. Like, I, I have no problem with that. Yeah, I, I really like how you put that. I think that yeah. that's... I think that's fair. I think the moment works for me. Right, I think we've had issues with that metaphor, like mm-hmm. as a whole, that have kind of been like patched up as we go, and and I'm I'm happy with the outcome for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so then we uh, we yeah, that's we, they just fight, and it's really awesome. It is. It's a really cool battle. And uh, Perrin's Ma'alanir. Every time it hits a Trolloc, it like sizzles their it skin, burns them. which is cool. Oh. He is Harry Potter, and the Trollocs are Professor Quirrell. One more, one more thing that I thought was um, was was really interesting. Uh, no, I forgot it. It went away. Mm-hmm. Shit. Cool. Good point, babe. Thank you for that. Uh, oh no, no, no! Sorry. The one thing that I found was really interesting is even Galad, being an expert swordsman that he is, mm-hmm. he wears out very quickly. Like he's so tired because he's used to fighting with these 
sword forms. He's used to fighting other people mm-hmm. who have intelligence. And even he's being worn down by the Chalks because it's just brute force, right? He's used yeah. to the more finesse of it. And like even he has a rough time with the Chalks, which I, I think was really interesting. Well, and, and, it's be- and it's just the amount of weight that you have to put into your strikes to get through their skin, right? Yeah, to actually hurt them. And multiple times too, with, right? With humans, if you can just like nick... The right spot. Nick at the elbow or at the knee or at the ankle. Yeah. Or, or yeah, obviously at the neck. Yeah. Um, but, like, even, like, one of those farther extremities that people are less likely to protect than their neck. Yeah. Um, you can, do, you can like, incapacitate someone from a fight really quickly. Yeah, but the Trollocs... Uh, but with Trollocs, just, you have to fucking full-on hack slash with your one-and-a-half-handed sword, which is heavy, right? It's hard to do. Yeah. You'd much rather be stabbing and poking. Um, Slicing, Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It it was just that I found very, very interesting to read. Uh, they they do win though, and Perrin and Glad ha- have a conversation in the middle of all of them to end the chapter. And in the middle of that, Buyer tries to stab Perrin in the back because he's a coward. Yeah. Uh, and and Bordhold uh, is like, not on my watch. Yeah, the man who thinks that this, the man who spent the last two years thinking that this person killed his dad, is the one that saves him. And I love it's great. that. It's, great moment. I I love. That it is a reflex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, he has no time to think about it. He sees a man go to stab another man in the back. Mm-hmm. And his instinct, which is why I'm like, you know what, there's good in him. Like, he is redeemable to me. Like, his instinct is to say no to that. Like, this dishonorable, heinous thing. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, uh, mm, chef's kiss. Great. Fantastic. I don't really care about Bornhold as a character much, but, like, that moment, I, I was like, like oh, he's... He's interesting. I, right? I've liked Bornhold since the Emmanvalda fight. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just don't really think about him that much in terms of the series. Sure, I just, I find a character, like, I would love to play Dane Bornhold. I think it'd be, I mean, obviously, he's been cast. He's been cast. Yeah, and so... he's so hot. Uh, but Dane Bornhold, um, I wonder if they're going to get rid of Bayer, though, and if they're going to mix Bayer and Bornhold together. Isn't Bayer a mixture of Valda right no, now? No, Valda is a mixture of Valda and Asunawa right now. Oh, that's it. Right, yeah. right. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I like this point by Craftacular. Uh, Bornhold was after justice, not revenge. I dig it. Yeah. No, that's, yeah, I love that. Chapter 42, Powers of Midnight. This is stronger than blood. Uh, we start with Gawain, um, and he's hurting. He's, he's hurting, not feeling great. But um, he's happy. But, uh, yeah, he's feeling the joy of being tied to Egwene. Uh, Egwene uh, comes in and they have a conversation about how Masana was being a brown sister named Danelle. Do Have we ever heard of Danelle before? No, okay. which is why I don't think this is true. I don't understand. Like, do I'm mean? like, oh, yeah, it's just some random fucking person. Like, I was like, how? What do you mean this isn't true? Uh, this makes a lot of sense. Well, no, because we do, we never found out how she got around, like, retaking the oaths and shit. They come up with, like, five ways, though. They're like, we don't know what she did. And they're never going to find out because she's... Literally, like, inv- an invalid now, right? Yeah. Um. She oh, she is around. Sure. She's super minor. Yeah. You we, like we heard about her about book four. Great. I definitely remember that. Right. She was a brown who just kept to herself. Didn't really do much, I guess. Um. But yeah. Uh. And so, uh, Gawain's like, so, um, I know that I disobeyed you, but uh, marriage. You wanna you wanna get married right now? You wanna just like do that? You wanna like I don't know. If you like it, then you should put a ring <laughs> on it. Basically, yeah. And she's like, uh, yeah. 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 And uh, Gowan's like, we get married now. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. My parents would murder us. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, I love that that's 
Well, yeah, she's she says yes to the marriage. She doesn't say to the right now part. And she's like, mm-hmm. and Gowan's like, I'll go contact your parents. And she's like, no, I can do it. And he's like, you're the Amerlin C. Let me handle your mail. Yeah. Which I agree with, right? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Uh, so, and, uh, you know, Gawain's not perfect, but he's trying. He's like, I I will protect you and anything else, I will do what you say. Yeah. Like, your safety is first, and I, I, will, I, will, I will try to be, like, your warder. Which means Gawain is going to die. Uh... There, yeah. I'm I'm putting because because yeah. of this moment, I'm saying Gawain has about a ten percent chance of surviving. Of surviving. The last I know. I was gonna say twenty percent chance. That's of high. But yeah, I feel like there's an eighty percent chance that yeah. Gawain Gawain bites the dust. Yeah. Uh, I wonder what that does to Egwene, but Gawain is going to die, and it's gonna be really interesting. <gasps> Maybe. I don't know. Any any Maybe. time someone is like, I I surrender to making the rest of my life about protecting you, Here's the that character in fiction will die. Here's the problem. What? Here's the problem. If Gawain is in danger of dying, which I believe that he is, mm-hmm. then I also believe that Egwene is in danger. Of dying? Yes. A dying or having something bad happen, like being, like maybe burning out, using the one power so hard that she burns out. Oh. Or like I I, I I yeah yeah if Egwene if if Gawain is in danger I feel like Egwene is also in danger. I I just have a feeling that the epilogue of this series is gonna be like two hundred years later Egwene is like remembering Gawain but she's had other warders you know what I mean. <laughs> the, the 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 whole like you outlive your warder by so many years to me um, means that like I I don't think I I think that I said I just don't think about it the same way. Also. To end Gawain's point of view, he takes the rings from the blood knives. Oh, yeah. Weird. Weird. I don't know how I feel about that. If he gives them to Egwene, I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. No, he's going to put all three of them on. One on each hand and one on his penis. And he's going to die immediately? Like, (laughs) what the fuck? No, he's going to be super stealthy in the shadows. For three minutes? No, for a fucking month. Well, yeah. The blood knives can live for as long as they want, apparently. Yeah, but you put on three, you know. Yeah, but it decreases he, your time by a third each you time. You don't know how they work. You don't know that. No, You're I just don't. making shit up. They we didn't really know good. how that. We didn't know how the rings worked last week. I know. Still, yeah. Still not. Yeah. Yeah, Gawain lost three minutes. That sounds about right. You know what? Egwene's gonna love those three minutes. Uh, Lan, we cut up to Candor, uh, the border between Candor and Arafel. And Lan is just riding along, and he's like singing a song, sing a song. It's, it's a travel. A song I want to do that with Lan as Shrek and one of these other Hidori idiots as Donkey. <laughs> Why me? Why me? Tell me what was my crime? A shatty as a parrot, more annoying than a mime. Hey, look at cat who's wearing boots. That's crazy. <laughs> God damn it. A simple answer would be fine. Mm, uh, so, cardio. That's my favorite one. Mm, this is good cardio. I'm like This is good cardio. If you haven't seen Shrek the Musical, y'all, you're missing out. Worth it. I swear. Worth it. Yeah, I the swear. film version with Daniel Breaker as Donkey. It's so good. Yeah. Chef's kiss. It was on Netflix for a while. I don't know if it's still there. Uh and so they um it, he's just riding along and then he crosses over like towards the, like, keep between Kandor and Arafel, and there's thousands of people there with the fucking golden crane. And he's like... And he turns to his men, and he's like, which one of you did it? Which one of you motherfuckers did it? You... Which of you did it? 
Was it me, Jesus? Uh, and <laughs> so he's like, everybody, keep your fucking mouth shut. We're just going to walk through. We're not going to say a goddamn thing. Yeah. Everyone's silent as a fucking mouse. Yeah, yeah. They get to the border. So they get to the gate. Yeah, and the guy's like papers, and he's like, uh, you know, we're just gonna go fight, give supplies. And he's like, you have to pay taxes, and he's like, like I'm giving free. shit away for free. They're free. And he's it's like, like us when we go to the States. Sure. Okay, you know what? I believe you. Yeah, you go through. And so, he rolls like an 18, like, uh, insight check, and he's like, oh, yeah, 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 no, this guy's honest. Well, he swears by it, and Borderlanders tr- trust that shit. Yeah. And so he goes through, and there's someone upstairs that's like, Land Mandragoran? And Land's like, oh my fucking god, who's that? And so the Prince of Kandor comes down yep. and is like, yo, what's up? I'm coming with you. And he's like, how the fuck did you recognize me? He's like, no, I ride alone. And he's like, yeah, I'm riding alone beside you. And I was like, what the fuck? But but I, th- this is my favorite thing about, I, I almost wish we'd reacted to this chapter because y'all would, I cackled. Like I full on cackled at three o'clock in the morning last night when I was finally reading this because I was finally packed. Um, and I was like, wait a second. Nynaeve went around to all of these people and was like, hey, Lan's probably going to hide who he is, but if you see a giant black horse, it's Lan. He's not getting rid of that horse. He loves that horse more than he loves me. This is what Mandarb looks like. Here's a portrait. And I just, I love the beat of, he's so mad at her. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to send her frustration and love simultaneously through the bond. I'm going to send her a little bit of both. Because he's noticed that the bond has changed and he's almost positive it's Nynaeve. Because it like feels different. He's like, oh no, I recognize Nynaeve's emotions. And yeah, so he just sends a little frustration and I was motherfucker. And he gives up. In this moment, him and Perrin, uh, in back-to-back chapters, have... Yeah, he gives up. He turns around and goes home. The same situation. No. They have the same moment where he's like, fuck it. All right. I'm king of Malkir. Is everybody... Is everyone happy? And they they are. They're there's, happy. They're screaming. There's cheering. People start dropping trow and just having a new king orgy. Um, You've been to a new king orgy. They're great. Uh, I haven't. What? Why you've never ha- been to a new king orgy? Why haven't you taken me to one? Well, because the only king recently has been one who's like, I don't want to go to Charles's orgy. I'm sorry. No, actually, I'm okay. You're right. You know what I mean? You're right. I'm I, like a King Charles orgy is not my kind of orgy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a King Harry orgy would be my kind of orgy. You know what I mean? Like, right. So when he becomes king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. After, what's his brother's name? William? William. Will, it, yeah, yeah. We we are big royal family people. Uh, and yeah, so Tyshar Malkiri. yeah. Uh, the golden crane flies for Tarman Gaiden. Let's go. Cheers to that. It's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. Uh, I wish they had done the, and the seven became 2,439. Like, you know, like, (laughs) it would have been funny to, like, throw a number. Uh, Towers of Midnight, chapter 43, some tea. We love some tea. Yeah, we're spilling all the tea here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. There's this. The experts for orgies in the royal family is definitely Andrew, and I wouldn't go to his parties. That's fair. Correct. Correct. I would not go to an Andrew party. No. Because no. an Andrew party uh, has kids. Um, <clears throat> what? Allegedly. 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 Has, for yes. legal reasons. Allegedly. Yeah. If we get assassinated next time we go to England. Every time I hear the word allegedly, I think of DJ Khaled's another one. But it's allegedly. allegedly. Oh my fucking god! And I don't know why my brain does I that. I don't know. But for years now, every time I think of like alleged, I like being like allegedly, uh-huh. allegedly. God damn it! 
DJ Khaled. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, some tea. Um, uh, Sean, Sean says, I love land also references that guy from the book people said you did not need to read. Yeah, the people yeah. who said don't read New Spring, don't get them. I yeah. don't understand him. It's still one of my favorite books in the You're series. You're wrong. You're wrong. It's I don't like normally, a top six Wheel of Time book. I don't normally say people's opinions are wrong, but that that you're wrong. That's, Read New Spring. It's, it's a good book. New Spring's fantastic. It's a good book. Uh, so Perrin and Fael, or uh, Perrin and uh, Galad are having a little walkabout. Yeah, going through uh, the battlefield. For a stroll in the garden. And Perrin uses his super hearing to save a little boy's life. Uh, and I'm, by a little boy, I mean like a 25-year-old man who just fought in a war. Uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Galad takes that moment to be like, oh, shit. You're not a dark friend. And Perrin is like, hey, remember how, like, you said I was a murderer? What if you became, you you swore fealty to me and you fought in the last battle with yeah, me? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, look, you can either, you can either work with me or you can work with Rand. And, like, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't fuck with that. I would, I would go with me, honestly, is the better option. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I can vouch for you. Rand and I, we're uh, supposedly in a fight. That's what people think. But there's also a threat in it. He's like, look. Either you can just say yes, come with me, or you can say no, and Rand will come get you, and I don't know what's... I, and, like, the, you, you can't say no to Tavirin. And Galad is like, okay, fine. They shake on it. They're going to work together. And then Galad is so tired that he has to sit down. Yeah. He's like, oh, man. And Perrin's like, yeah. Yeah, Tavirin, th- we'll do that t- to you. <laughs> and I was like, d- d- does being Tavirin make you tired? I guess. That's never happened before. Well, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I guess, like, Perrin gets caught up in, like, Rand's Tavirin and... So. Yeah, but we've never had Perrin, like, be tired from it. Yeah. This It was just, like, a weird new reaction to it. Yeah. Um, But cool, and, like, I'm I'm glad that the White Cloaks are going to be helpful in the last battle and not just, like, a, a problem. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, we cut over to Aliandra, who is spying on Fael and Berlain and trying to figure out what the problem is between them, which leads to, like, a, a genuinely, like, great conversation between Aliandra and Fael, and then a great con- mm. conversation between Aliandra and Berlain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we really, I feel like this, this chapter did a really good job setting up these women's perspectives and, um, ending kind of the, like, kind of unnecessary conflict between them. Yeah. While also making me think that Aliandra is definitely a dark friend. Why? Uh, the way she's spying, I, I think that she's a dark friend. Oh, I don't know. That just feels political to me. I don't. I don't think she's a dark friend. I think that like if that were the case, when they were all captured together, um, things might have gone differently because there were probably a bunch of dark friends in the camp. Like, uh, maybe. I, I. I don't know. I. Yeah. I just think that she's a politician, and she's like leaning in. She's like, oh shit, I was leaning too hard. Mm-hmm. I'm not listening. I'm. Don't mind me. Just looking at my nails. Like, uh, and so Berlaine uh, kind of reveals to Aleandra that she doesn't think that there's room for love in her life because she has to make a political match. And then the man that she loves walks over, who's also a good political match. And she just splooges everywhere. Oh, my God. Like, it's, she, there's a river. He's literally like, hey. And she's like, oh. And no, he's like, she's fine. would you and Galad, like some tea? Galad's and like, she's like, I already have tea. And he's like, well, let me pour you okay. tea anyways. They're so fucking awkward. It's hilarious. They're so hot and they're so awkward with each other. I know. It's like, it's like, Berlaine is like, you know when like women are bisexual and they're like, they're, they're like, I can flirt with men, but I can't flirt with women. <laughs> That's like Berlaine. Berlaine is like so used to the political flirting that because she like actually likes Galad, she's like, I don't know how to navigate this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very funny. Fael says Berlaine looks hungry. No, she's thirsty. She's thirsty. Also, I do love that, like, 
Alejandro's like, oh, Berylaine let herself show a little more frustration than yeah. she normally would have because it means that, like, Fayil won and she's, like, signaling that and that, like, this is over. And I was like, such, <laughs> such fucking mind game this is so bullshit. Exhausting. Like, yeah. This is why I, like, never was involved in, like, drama when I was, like, in school or whatever, I was like, "You, you all can fight. I'm. Uh, I don't care. I don't. I don't give a shit." Yeah, I don't have the. Don't have I that don't have the sixth sense to determine when someone is allowing enough of their anger to show that they are like on the back foot and want to be defeated, so they can move on to other. Th- I just, it's, yeah, my brain doesn't work like that. Chapter forty-four: A backhanded request. Uh, so Morgase is chilling. Uh, and she runs into Talanvor, and Talanvor is like, yo, Talanvor, Talanvor, whatever the fuck his I name don't. is, and Talinvir. Uh, so she's like, hey, and he's like, hey, so this sucks, huh? And she's like, what? And he's like, well, we can never be together because uh, you have to um, make a choice for Andor, and I can't do be a part of that, and that's terrible. And she's like, nah, fuck that. I have been used for my body for Andor by like everybody, by so many different men, and no more. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. This woman is standing up for her bodily autonomy, and we stand a queen. We, we love it. Who's yeah. not a queen anymore, but still a queen. Yeah. Uh, until Andor's pronounced Dave. She's a queen in our hearts, you know. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. Uh, and she's like, no, you know what? Fuck that shit. I've given my body to this kingdom. Like, four times. The last battle is coming. Yeah. Like, I, I, w- I would like to orgasm once in my life, you know. Well, actually, no. Tom was probably Tom, Marilyn, Gabe, Gabriel, oh, not, not Gabriel. Um, Gareth Bryan gave that woman bad. orgasms. Gabriel did not. Gareth Bryan knows how to make a woman come. Yeah, yeah, that's fair, that's fair. It's Swan been a while, would though. not be with a man. It's been a while for Morghese, yeah. right? You know, she's, she's Swan she has, has been with Moraine, right? So, Swan knows what a talented cunnilingus perfecter is like mm-hmm. she would not settle for Bryn unless he was he was a talented wordsmith a tongue smith tongue smith yeah, yeah. tongue smith okay gotcha that, that's that's the new word for men who go down a woman is tongue smith yeah tongue smiths rise up maybe if we give it a cool name like tongue smith men will actually do it instead right. of being like i don't like vaginas because we're like smith that sounds manly yeah Man. i want to be a tongue smith. i want to be a tongue smith coming soon to my only fans page uh i will teach tongue smith lessons uh to other men <laughs> oh my god yeah. just take like a peach be like so uh rant more thank you for the super chat <laughs> the last battle is coming and damn it so will i out of you. You've seen Forged in Fire, the blacksmithing television show. What about Forged in the Fires of Heaven, the new tongue smithing show coming to Netflix this fall? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Phenomenal. Can you imagine the, like, Craigslist ad that's, like, looking for women to lie down on a table and have cunnilingus performed on them for Netflix's latest reality series, Forged in the Fires of Heaven? Uh, I can see it. (laughs) Honestly, I can see it. Um, totally. So, and Talonvor is like, okay, so if you're serious, do you want to get married? And Margase is like, right now, let's go do it. And Perrin is like, didn't we just do this like four days ago? Yeah, but Talonvor never asked. Well, and Linny's involved this time. And Linny's like, you're getting fucking married. Yeah, Linny gives no fucks. Like, she's hilarious to me. I love Linny. Um. Yeah, big fan of Linny. Yeah. Did you read Rantelmar's Super Chat? Yep. Thank you again, Rantelmar. Yeah, appreciate appreciate it. it. Appreciate you. So we cut over to Perrin, and Perrin is like, uh, cool, what's going on? You guys want to get married? Okay. 
do you want, what What do I do? And they're like, just simple, what, whatever. He's like, cool, 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 cool. So Morgase and Talonvor say some really like sweet vows. They do. I like for making that up on the fly, although maybe they thought about it for a while. Yeah. But like, the, I was like, oh, God damn, that's really good. And then like, Fael's like, and Perrin is like, women. And My eyes Perrin, are kind of watery though. <laughs> and then Perrin goes, all right, you're married. Yeah. And Fael's Get like, out of here. we're going to need to work on your presentation. Um, But you know, good for, for first, first try. You know, for your first one, that was okay. That was all, it's all, it's all right. Yeah. Could be better. Oh my God, we fucking skipped over the banner. This is all relevant because when he, for, I was so focused on the sexuality of forging the hammer. I forgot that at the end of forging the hammer, Perrin is yes. like, I will lead. Will, I will be king. Will did not burn all of the banners. Yeah. He kept the one that he helped, so. Oh, I can't believe we skipped over that. Mm -hmm. But it was just so funny because something leaked out of Perrin. Fair. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, no. So there, so he is. He's fully embraced being not king, maybe king. He's not committing to not sort of king being Minethrin, but we'll see. Um, yeah, and they might be part of Andor. And so he, uh, Lenny killed Asmodi. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, would not be surprised. And so he marries them, and Fael walks off to go uh, get ready a celebration. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, then. Uh, Perrin just walks into Matt. Basically. And Matt's like, hey, you want to let a badger go in the woods? So like, Matt, what the fuck is wrong with you? He's referencing their the beginning of their adventure. It's cute. I, it is cute. He's and being I, a bro, okay? I, this is how bros bond. With badgers? Yeah. Okay. Hey, I kidnapped an animal. <laughs> Do you want to go scare the shit out of some women? Super bro-y bro. Um, Love that It, it was. It was nice to see... It was nice to see Matt show a little bit of that youth again. Yeah. He's had a lot of weight. He's married now, but it was nice for him to show up. Uh, he warns Perrin about the assassins and is like, meet me at this inn. It's really important, um, but I got to go. And Perrin's like, how the I got to go. Yeah. And then he like sneaks off really quickly and Perrin's just standing there like, how did he get past my scouts or my, my like fuck watch? Why did he do any of this? Yeah. Tabirin. Um, it's so nice that people are starting to come back together. It's so nice that Perrin's timeline is caught up. There's so many I nice know. things happening. I know. Like, Perrin and Egwene had yeah. a meeting. Perrin and Matt met up. Like, I'm just like, mm, ah. Galad is now in with the boys, right? Like, he's he's, yeah. he's with our with our, with our our crew. Yeah. Uh, that quiet guy, uh, not going to get to catch up before I go to work, but the most <laughs> exciting thing about you finishing the series for me is that you get to listen to Tavad. The very... The Vampires Are Diaries. The Taviran virgins are doomsday. This television vagina ate dick. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. I don't know what that is, quite guy. I'm so sorry, but we really appreciate the super chat. It's uh, the movie Teeth, actually. If you haven't, Tarvalon After Dark. Did I nail I it? I don't know what that is. I nailed it! Parbalon After Dark. I don't know what that is. Fuck yes. I figured it out. Oh my god. Titan Virgin Attack Dildo. It's I like a podcast. That vagina ate dick is so funny. You're welcome. Oh my uh, god. How, how, how have we not been on That's an Tarbalon original rooster creation. Just want to... That was that was a creation of the rooster. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that super chat. Uh, yeah, I'm honestly, I'm excited to get into more of like the Wheel of Time community outside of our circle. Not like, and not have to worry about spoilers. Mm -hmm. um, it'll, it'll be fun. For sure. 
For sure, for sure. Chapter 45! Uh, Matt asks uh, Perrin for help getting a gateway. Because Elaine will give him one. That's final thing in chapter 44. It, no, but that's going to be important because that's how he gets to the Tower of Genji. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also Perrin... Wait, actually, I don't know if Andor is going to fall. I think I might take back my prediction. Oh, okay. Well, if Perrin's there with 70,000 people... Yeah. Something yeah. bad would really. I don't know. Man, yeah, with but parents there. But there's 50,000 Trollocs, so they'll, like, they, I don't know. I like that Bears with Roller Skates um, Super Chat is so crazy. It's still that there. It's still I know. There. I keep looking at it and I'm like, holy shit. Like, I'm there for like two hours. Yeah. Bear, thank you. I literally cannot. <sighs> like, crazy. Yeah. 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 A reunion. Chapter 45. Reunion. Uh,. We just have this, like, really sweet scene where Elaine is, like, sitting. She's getting her morning report. Uh, and uh, things are mostly okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Masana has been defeated. Uh, she's feeling all tingly because Rand's feeling good, which she likes. Uh, and we they kind of discuss it. how they're going to take Kyrian. Are they going to use armies? Uh, Elaine's like, we'll figure it out. Not too worried about it. Uh, and then, in through the door comes Blue! <laughs> <laughs> Plenty members, because Blue is a motherfucking mad lad. Oh my fucking god! Blue, we were in the middle of trying to get on. We're trying to get on with it. We have a plane to catch, and y'all are derailing the show. No, we're we doing good. We need to get good. on the rails. We're doing good. We need good. to get on the rails. No. Hey, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. We need to get on the rails. Ah, on don't the rails. Boop me. Don't don't boop me. <laughs> Stop it. Stop. <laughs> Thank you, Blue. Oh uh, wow. Um. Blue has now canonically met Elaine. Oh my god. Executive producer Blue has canonically met Executive Elaine. Executive producer Blue. Uh, yo, wow, wow. Thank you. Y'all so are much mad lads, okay? Wild and out today. Fuck. Blue is like, no, great, in chat. Okay, can we, we get on the rails? Have. What rails? rails? Where are they? Get on them. Where? Get on the rails. I don't know get how. Get on the rails. You gotta explain this. Get on me. them somehow. I am paranoid. These are the rails. Get on them. Get on them. That is in between them. We are fully not on the rails because of you. You had one job. Get on the rails. Why do I sound like Seinfeld? What's the deal with airplane food? I I guess we'll find out in a few hours. Have you ever had a black and white cookie? I don't get it. Get on the rails. Okay, I'm on the rails. All right, so uh, in walks Galad. And Elaine is like, yo, what's up, Galad? That's that's my brother. And Galad's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, so about that. Uh... Have you met more gays? <laughs> and she's like, oh, fuck. Oh, God, I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so awkward and it's so beautiful. It is. It and is beautiful. It could, the only way this thing could have been better is if Gawain was there for it, too. Mm-hmm. To be like, wait, Rand didn't kill my mom. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that'll be nice. I, I want Gawain to come back to Camelin, see his mom, and be like, Nah, I still think Rand I don't did believe it. it. Yeah, no, Rand <laughs> definitely killed my mom. Dark friends. This is the <laughs> a plot. I heard a rumor one time. It's the and scroll. Everyone keeps telling me that that rumor was a lie. But even seeing my mother won't change my mind. No, no, um, can't change my mind. Too, too, too big brain. And the the political conversation they have here is really interesting, right? Because the idea of succession and yeah. the succession being in danger because of Morgase. If Morgase has more kids, that puts yeah. Elaine's children succession in question. Um, th- yeah. There's a lot of like really cool 
very, very future thinking. Like these, the I, I like that these characters aren't so focused on the last battle that they're not thinking about their kingdom after the last battle. Well, yeah, but and Rand made a point of that and of like what comes afterwards. You know, the mm-hmm. goal is to survive the last battle. But if there is nothing left afterwards, then the Dark One kind of wins anyways. Yeah. Um, and uh, there, there's something really fun about Galad's transactional way of viewing the conversation that they're having, where he's yes. like, I will give you information, and then you and give then me you information. And then you give me information, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just, there's a lot here, and it's just, it's so, like, I've been waiting for more gays to finally get back for so many books. I know, it was really, it was really cool. And beautiful. this, this was great. Yeah, yeah, like, there's so, like, the shock is still there, and Elaine's brain is like, Oh shit! Like I'm so happy, but also this makes things so complicated. And she's like, "Ah, you know, oh, you abdicated the throne. Okay, we're good. Okay, we're yeah. gonna have to publish that right away. We gotta get the politicking done and out of the way." And she sends people to go do that so that she can like have a moment. And they like actually like talk, and it was, it was really sweet. And she's like, "You're gonna be an amazing queen." And I was like, mm, <laughs> "It's so good." Like, yeah, it really is. It, it was such so a great good. moment. And yeah. The. The, the the glad moments, uh, the way that, like, Elaine is like, Nori, can you make sure that everyone knows about this abdication? Like, we need to get ahead of this, but let's tell our allies so they're not blindsided by yeah. it. Yeah. Like, there, there's we so much here. We to say it, tell them, let them know. And Morgay's being like, look, I've got some apologies to make, even though it wasn't my fault. And yeah. it was Gabriel, but no one's going to believe it was a Forsaken. So, like, you know, I've got some real apologies to make. And she's, you know, Morgay's is such a maturity to her that I think is going to be rub off on Elaine in the best way. Yeah. I think, like, her mom is going to make Elaine a better ruler. She's not happy that uh, she's pregnant with Rand's children. Uh, yeah, I love the Marquise hates the fucking Rand. Dungeon, the way he was looking at you even then. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, but it's going to be one of those things where Marquise is going to be mad until she sees Elaine and Rand together and she's going to be like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Or she'll see Elaine Or she'll and be see like, all of them together. She'll see she'll see Rand and Elaine and be like, oh, cute. And then Avienda and Min show up and she's like, what the fuck? Or she'll, or she'll just see Elaine and Avienda together and be like, What's going on here? Yeah, what I have is, questions. What is uh, what, what is in this? what in the what in the lesbian is this? <laughs> yeah, I would love that moment. Uh, so they have a little catch up, and then speaking of Avienda, we cut back to Avienda. Mm-hmm. Avienda is still running. She's running up that hill. Run, Make a deal with Avi, God. Run, Avi. Get in the higher places. Be running up that hill. Running up that road. Uh, and Basically. she is. You know, looking at Ruidian, and it's different. People live there now. There's no, like, There's death water. cloud around it. There's water. There is so much water. There's a whole lake. It's like a weird, like, unfinished city. Yeah, there's the Tears of the Dragon. Uh, oh, which the lake, yeah. Which is um, stolen from uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which came out this year, but Wheel of Time stole from to- it. Totally stole it. Um, totally stole it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, yeah, she just kind of is like, all right, I guess it's time... To go into Ruidian tomorrow and do my thing. Um, and we'll fight the last battle. And uh, we, we had, like, the, the quote of this week that I thought was really good. Is, like, you know, the the whole... Her just being there, like, yeah, what, what am I getting strong for? Yes. And, like, really, like, pondering in this moment as she looks down. Let me find the exact quote, but... Sure, yeah. Can you talk about Aviana for a second while I... Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm really excited to get into Avienda's, like, Rudian journey because it's been a long time coming. She yeah. kind of just disappears for a while. And there's great stuff that is happening in between there. But I'm really ready f- to have a conclusion for that at the end of this book, which I think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I hope the Nakomi thing, like, kind of comes into play. But, yeah, like, Avienda's perspective it has been 
has just been challenged uh, for for the last couple moments that we've seen her with her becoming like an official wise one and being sent like and then going to Ruridian and then having these conversations. Um, and I am like I am so curious for her Ruidian journey and I hope we don't like glaze over that. I really want the details of it. I wanna I wanna know how she feels and I wanna know how she got here and yeah, I'm. Uh, I mean, Avienda is one of my favorite characters, mm-hmm. um, so I'm just really looking forward to spending more time with her. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think we'll go right away into Ruidian. I think there's going to be other stuff that happens first. Yeah, but that's fine. I can, I can, I, I can deal with that. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. What are you you looking for exactly? I can't. I can't remember. I can't find it. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I wish, um, sorry, excuse me. I almost wish Avienda had been in, like, the dream in Teleranriad for, with Bear and Amice. Mm-hmm. This, like, meeting. But I guess she's not, like, full wise one yet. So she doesn't, she has to go do it She didn't know about first. it. She was running. Well, yes. Running through the desert. But you can visit people in dreams. So, like, they could have, like, eh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I just, I love the idea of, like, what is the point? Uh, the, 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 in this in this final section, uh, Avienda looking at Ruidian and being like, what is the point of learning our history if we are all aware of it? Right, like the the whole reason for the Ridian trip for the wise ones and the clan chiefs was that they wanted to keep the secret of the truth of the Aiel to us, the select few people who were prepared for it and who had the strength to handle it without yeah. having the the bleakness, right? Yeah. And so to have her sit there and be like, "Well, now that we all know, why are we doing this? What yeah. is what is the point of this? After the last battle, what is the point of this? We will have served the purpose of this. Mm-hmm. And what what does it mean to have had a purpose and to as a as a culture have a purpose?" And to lose that purpose. Yeah. Like, I think, like, the, the the society that, to me, is most interesting after the last battle, depending on how it goes, mm-hmm. is the Aiel, right? Yeah. Because for, for Randland, they... everyone's just going to live their lives, right? Well, and they, for the Aiel, they went to the Threefold Land to become, like, uh, hardened warriors and mm-hmm. live a hard life for the purposes of... Being ready for this moment. Being ready for this moment. And so... Yeah. Why would they continue to punish themselves afterwards? And like, yeah, what are they? Wh- what are they working towards? What yeah. is? What is the next step? How? How are we moving forward? Like, I, I definitely think that like a lot of the IEL are not going to go back to the threefold land. You know, I don't know that threefold land will exist. Maybe, yeah. You know the what I mean? The whole world might like, break. And, and I think that she real. I think that part of looking at Ruidian in this lake, she's like, oh, the threefold land is also different. Yeah. There's water here. Yeah. If there's this giant lake here, why would we go live in this other place? Well, I mean, why yeah, we... this is going to become an actual city there now. Yeah. It'll be, you know, you, you'll be able to travel to it. Go visit without, like, running through the desert if you don't want to. Well, and I just, I, I think that, like, over time, you know, the the the, I, the IEL are going to change, obviously. Mm-hmm. Everybody changes. But, I like, society moves to the places where life is the easiest. <laughs> the IEL will ride the sandworms. Yeah, 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 from the blight. Shai Haloon! 100%. Yeah, it, it, I, I'm. I love that everything is being thrown into question in these moments because I cannot wait to see what conclusions our characters come to. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be really interesting. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I took a photo um, of something earlier on to, to bring up because uh, you know how we've talked about like the parent like smelling emotion thing is like yeah. kind of can be silly at times, and there was a moment where someone smelled sheepish. And for my, I was like, they smell like a sheep? Like, <laughs> or, like, does smelling sheepish as an emotion smell like actual sheep? Oh or, like, God. how does this work? 
<laughs> and it's like I I love I like I loved that that was like because it's like how it's our word for it. I wondered how it like smelled. Like I need like a dictionary of like what each emotion smells like. <laughs> Arzu, thank you for that super chat. Arzu, thank you so much. Avienda had always wanted to be strong. Learn the spear, fight, and earn G. Be the best. She wants to she be has the very much best that no one ever was. She has much G. Yeah. Uh, y'all, we have a plane to go catch. So we're going to, it's not our longest book club, but we're still over two and a half hours. So I guess it's not our shortest. Uh, we're going to do high-low because that's the end of the reading this week. We will be back in two weeks. No book club next week because we're in LA. We're in Los uh, Angeles. And we're probably actually going to be in Disneyland. Uh, watching the new Rogers the Musical which we're very excited to see. I could do this all day. Nice. Uh, so Clarus is going to do her high. I'm going to do my low. She's going to do her low. And I'm going to do my high because we compliment Sandra's Beach when I was a child at the dinner table. This is what my family did to bond after uh, my mom and my stepdad got married. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a good way to commiserate over each other's lows, celebrate each other's highs. The double C's there bring me life and joy. Clarus, what is your high for chapters 33? Four to forty-five of Towers of Midnight. Um, I think it's gotta be. Ah, fuck! There's so much good stuff here. Um, um, I'm like trying to pick just one. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think. I think that Blue needs to Blue, stop. What the fuck. <laughs> Blue, what are you doing? You're already the executive producer. <laughs> you don't need to do that. Y'all are, are weird. Y'all are a bunch of weirdos. Thank you, Blue. We appreciate you. Oh, we my really God. Do. Blue, thank you so much. <laughs> y'all are so weird. You're going to make me lose my we goddamn love mind. It. We love it. Seriously. But y'all are weird. Um, fucking hell. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Thank Blue. you. And bears uh, on roller skates. I... I, I can't. I literally can't. Today is yeah. fucking bonkers. Today's been crazy. Absolute bonkers. We can we can afford to go to LA. Yeah. Woo. Uh, Nicholas Reed, thank you for that super thank chat. You or for being a member. Whatever. Table. Yeah, yeah. Blue is the best. Blue is the best. That we, is. We love blue. Straight Executive up a fact. Producer blue. Yeah. Sean says you are paying blue, right? No. It'd be really weird to just like be giving blue money so that so that they YouTube can give money can to Google. Yeah, yeah. So YouTube can take a cut. Google uh, doesn't need our money. Well, actually, they might soon, but we'll, we'll get to that. Dad, time. don't worry about that. Uh, what is your high? My high is uh, it's got to be the the forging of uh, Mjolnir. I mean, uh, whatever. It's ma on Mjolnir. Yes, yes. I don't know what it is about forging weapons in fantasy. I do not understand it. It does not make any sense to me. But it brings you joy. It was a fucking rad moment. I love that the one power was involved. Like uh, there, everything about it was incredible. And mm -hmm. then, like, getting the wolf banner after. It's like that sequence of events uh, is definitely my high for, for this section. But what is your low? Uh, oh, God. What's your low? It's tough. I, I don't know what my low is either. I don't know. I, oh, Nakomi. I didn't like that chapter. Oh. It didn't, it, I, it's not even that I didn't like it. It just didn't work for me with, with where it was placed. You're like, I don't get this right now. Yeah, it felt a little out of place. and That's fair. It came in the middle of everything, and I was like, what? I, it, felt, it just felt a little bit easy for Avian to just get handed a bunch of answers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm uh, totally open to that being like there, there being a payoff. Like there's like a thing going yeah, on Yeah, it could if it goes somewhere, great. But it's by just itself, right now, I was like. Yeah, where we stopped. I was like. I we haven't seen Avian in so long, and then we just got this chapter that felt a little convenient. 
Yeah. Uh, Nexus. Nexus. Thank you for being a nerd. Let's fucking go. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think I kind of have the same low. It's hard because everything else was so good. This so week. good. Like I'm yeah. like, what? What? What was even low about this? Not even the Nakomi stuff was like low. It's just the I lowest just of what we got. Yeah, I don't yeah. have context for it. Like I'm just a little bit confused, and that's okay. I think I think understanding will come, but just for this moment, I'm kind of like, um, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Um, I don't think my high will really surprise people once they hear it, knowing who I love in this series, uh-huh. um, and who my boy is. Uh-huh. But uh, the moment that I got the most emotional, partially because it was so late and I was very tired um, <laughs> when I finally finished the reading, but uh, was Lan. Um, oh. The, the golden crane moment at the, yeah. uh, the, the the real payoff of Nynaeve's moment um, in Knife of Dreams to now. Yeah. Uh, I I really loved him, him breaking there. And the comedy of Nynaeve getting over with the horse... The moment of him being like, I'm going to send her frustration, but love too, because he yeah. doesn't want to. And then to like have this moment where this roar starts up. I like, I literally, I just had like, you know, I had goose pimples all over my skin and I like, I felt that moment. Yeah. Uh, and when I can feel a moment in the writing, that's really nice. I love when I have like a physical reaction to what I'm reading. Yeah. Uh, and so that moment was just a real, real high for me. I really, really, really loved it. And it was very moving. And so it's it's my high for the week. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear you. I, I feel that. With that, though, it's time to end the podcast. We'll be back in two weeks with the finale of this book. Then the following week, we will... So here's here's the deal, guys. Two weeks from now, end of the book. Week after that, full book recap. No book club for two weeks after that. Yes, because, because of the role-playing relay. we will be live. Relay. You can come. We will be on the channel. Uh, we'll just be doing something else. You guys can do your own book club in the chat. Well... What are you doing? Oh, hi. Oh, my God. <laughs> We got a troll in the house. Hi, hi, Holly. What's oh up? Oh my god. Uh, so yeah, we are going to be. Um, we we're will gonna, be live with the relay, but we won't be doing book club. We're gonna be live at Holly's house. Then all of August, we're doing four weeks. Uh, each week, we'll cover two episodes of the show. Yes. Um, we're doing a re-reactions, uh, and then we will also be doing book club to talk about those episodes and what we think is happening in season two. We're yeah. gonna spend all of August just kind of chilling a little bit, uh, because once the show starts, September first. We're going to be doing book club every Friday morning, um, except maybe the first one. We're trying to figure out what's going to happen with the first episode because we're in Atlanta. Yeah, Dragon Con is a bit of a hitch. But But we are going to be doing the show for eight weeks, maybe. Or if there's three episodes on the first day and then five episodes after that, we might be doing like six weeks. We'll have to figure out how they, because of how they release it. And then we're going to start A Memory of Light the week after the show ends. Yeah, yeah. Um... Reaction, uh, full reactions will be up on Patreon uh, yeah. when when uh, when that comes out. Um, so yeah, if you want to, unfortunately, we're not going to be posting the full reactions on YouTube. So if you want to watch the full length reactions to the the episode reactions, you are going to have to go to YouTube or uh, to Patreon for that. Uh, sorry, YouTube members, I know that people have already paid over here. Uh, it's just a little for this, the show. For the show, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, there's no way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah. the the, uh, the yeah, it's just a little bit different. But um, yeah. Well, actually, maybe we could. I don't know. We'd have to figure it out. We we do with the audiobook reaction, so we just couldn't have the the, the syncing up is harder. The but. S- yeah, with the script. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll look into that for y'all because I don't. Maybe yeah. I don't want people to have to pay twice. Let me let me figure that out by August. Um, and we'll find a way to do this. Yeah. Um, Lightblind Fool says my eyes and ears tell me three episodes first week. That's a problem for us because we are in fucking DragonCon. Blue, what are you doing? <laughs> Christ. Blue, calm the fuck down. <laughs> oh my god, guys. Fucking blue 
over just here being blue a blue. just blue in blue, blue stop it blue do be blue in blue be blue in it is on prime video we could do those episode reactions as watch parties on amazon and film our reactions oh and like record them oh. but do them live on your twitch oh. we could do them on twitch.tv slash cars yeah i mean i'm not gonna be using that really but uh, okay blue didn't do nothing you got no pr- what do you mean we don't have proof? Blue, this is all recorded. What do you mean? This is live. We have, re- we literally have receipts. <laughs> I have, I get a receipt for all of this shit. What are you talking about? I have to pay taxes on this. Blue, thank you so much for another 10 fucking, Blue is like, everyone gets to watch the reactions. Yeah, we might have to miss like the entire first day of Dragon Con to cover the show. Stop it. Whatever, uh, it's one day of a five day con. We'll be fine. True. Yeah, it's fine. It's um, not the end of the world. All right. So. Follow us on the internet. I'm at Nerdy Nightly. I'm at Clarice Polaris. Leave five star review on iTunes. Um, I'm gonna start reading those next week. Uh, next time, there I think there's a couple. We just don't have time today. We're gonna go into Smut Corner. But thanks so much for watching. Like the video. Subscribe to the channel. And we will uh, figure everything out. We'll get. We'll make sure everything is super clear before the reactions start happening in August. Yeah, yeah. We will give you a plan. Make sure you're in the Discord. Clarus. Uh-huh. What a smut would you add this week to this smutty, smutty, sexual fucking week of reading? Okay, well, we already added the full orgy when they're creating the hammer because it was basically there in subtext, you know what I mean? Um, well, there wasn't much we had to add into that. That was pretty self-explanatory. Aleandra definitely likes watching Berlaine and Galad flirt, but I think Aleandra also wants to be there for their first time. For their first time? Aleandra wants to watch. First time is, like, awkward. I feel like, you know, you got to get them some practice. I don't think Aleandra cares about that. I think she just wants to be there. Okay. She doesn't she, want to miss out on the experience. Oh, she's got bad FOMO? She, yeah, right, right, right. Okay, that's fair. FOMO that's fair. for other people's relationships? That is a toxic trait. Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely think, um, you know, I think that, like, if if Nakomi is God, that was Avienda's chance to have, like, a little lesbian tryst with God. And, like, I don't think the other three people in her partnership would be mad at her. I'd be like, yeah, go... Yeah, if you Go have the God. chance to have sex with God, like yeah. that—that's got to be on everyone's like past list. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If God shows up, it's like okay, well, like obviously this is gonna be a once in a lifetime experience. Who else gets to fuck God? Yeah, I mean, and there there would be no better version of that than like the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? You get like go airtight with it. Um. Oh my fucking god! Uh, <laughs> should have expected that. Like I, sh- I should have expected that. Um, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think where else. I think, like, I think Galad and the White Cloaks are definitely, you know. Before battle, they're like, there's no women here, so, uh, let's, let's, let's get it. Let's get it yeah. on. I think Except Grindel, Fire. I, Fire's too uptight. I have a thing Grindel pegged Slayer as a punishment for failing, not knowing that Slayer loves getting pegged. Right, Slayer's like, yeah. God, yeah, I'm into this. this Slayer, Slayer, this was, Slayer was playing around with the mind spike in a different way before he put it in Teller and Riyadh, if you know what I mean. What would that do to a person? Probably nothing. You just yeah. bounce up and down on a little bit. Yeah, but it looks like, it's like a spike. Like, you'd have to be very careful. I mean, I've seen some weird dildos, so. Sure, sure. Yeah. But, like, that, that, that sounds dangerous. What even is this show? What do you mean, what is this show? We are so this is weird. our show. I know. We came up with this. Well, thank you if for watching Sam it. If Sam loves getting pegged, but Luke hates it. If Sam loves getting pegged, but Luke hates it, is definitely where we end the show today. Thank you so much, chat. Thank you to our mods. 
Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Mods. We will see you in two weeks. Thank you, Bear, and thank you, Blue. The last chapters of this book. Mad fucking last. Um, are there? There's reactions between now and then, right? Are we reacting? We're reacting to the epilogue. I know. Yes, there are chapter reactions that are gonna go up on Patreon and YouTube that I can. They'll come up. up. Um, the, uh, the two weeks though, they're not gonna come up this week no. because we can't react. We're gone. We're in LA, but we're doing a reaction to 48, 49, 54, 55, and the epilogue. So uh, thank you to Brian Viridius, Nisa, Purpleaja, Viridius, Arzu, and Turbok. Cool. Uh, everybody do something nerdy tonight. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. <laughs>